0: Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you want to listen live in the central Indiana area, you can hear us on 93.5 FM and 107.5 FM.
1: What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey. John boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the maniac. Touchdown, way! Yes, sir. Uh, oh, oh, oh the double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John. I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, welcome in. We're live today. It's a Bud Light Blue Friday at Kilroy's downtown, and people are already telling me to go after the pepperoni sticks. We'll probably have to do that a little bit later on. I'm going to look for you coming up now and a little bit later on because, in fact, this is going to be a big giveaway day. Here's why. Olivia just told me in fact, we have seven pair of Titans-Colts tickets to give away. Seven pair while we're here today. So we'll do that a little bit later on in the show. And all you have to do is come on out. Kilroy's downtown. Matt, have some of the great food, as I mentioned. Have yourself an ice-cold Bud Light. And sign up for your opportunity to win tickets to the Titans and Colts game coming up on Sunday. And we got seven pair to give away while we're here. Also, a couple of favorites. It's <laughs> Via Twitter or just in show in general, if you listen to the JMV Takeover every Saturday night, you know about BT Do and his exploits. BT is in the house. Jimmy is in the house as well, so we'll fire it up as we have right now. The video is up inside the lounge via YouTube Live if you want to watch that. Hello to you as well. We'll be drinking ice cold Bud Light on the air as we normally do. And the other thing I wanted to get to, I know a lot of you had struggled getting the app. I think everything is clear on that right now, right? The app up and running. I know that there are a variety of ways and so many to go into right now that it'd be difficult for me to do it without taking all that time but there are a variety of ways that you can get us. Let's say for example Skivvies was telling me earlier today that the app was struggling for him. Others however were telling me that the app was good for them. So there are a variety of ways in which you can find us here via the app or the stream. Just search it. If you're struggling with the app, let me know so I can get the folks that are much smarter than me on that, and we can make sure everything is good to go. So you got that. You got HD radio. If you're listening to us, in a car that has that capability. Uh, mentioned, too, YouTube Live is always a good place because not only can you go to YouTube Live and be a part of the conversation regarding the Colts of the Titans, for example, or last night with Tua um, and the injury situation that was incredibly scary, and now a lot is being made. That's what you kind of have. You got everybody starting to play the role of doctor on Twitter, and then you got that coming into uh, interview uh, as far as that being a hot button topic from last night on Thursday night football, which we'll get to coming up in a minute. But yeah, you get that conversation. You get all sorts of conversations that I join into while I'm doing the show here via YouTube live inside the lounge. So we would love to see you in there or 93.5 and 107.5, the fan that also works so, maybe some good news, but first the bad news. Julian Blackman has been ruled out the safety for Sunday's matchup. And again, what is a super premium must win situation on Sunday? I'll get to that as I talked about it yesterday in a minute. It's a super premium must win situation. No Julian Blackman coming up on Sunday, but Shaquille Leonard has not been ruled out. He is listed as questionable. And those that cover the Colts on a daily basis are kind of got the feeling like me that maybe, maybe he'll give it a shot. I saw what Frank Reich said. He's not going to be 100%, but if he is in the capability of being able to help this team, then we want to see him out there. So we'll find out. I'm sure coming up tomorrow uh, and then some coming up on Sunday, whether or not Shaquille Leonard will make his Colts 2022 season debut. I, I, I do. I want to see him out there, and especially with the way the defense played this past weekend. I want to see if even him under 100%, because we saw that a year ago, right, with injuries, and we saw what he did. We saw that dynamic and the influence, the effect that he had on that team a year ago, defense-wise. So, playing off of that win over Kansas City and what the defense did against the Chiefs, I thought played really well this past Sunday. Love to see him if he's able to get out there and make that debut in what is a very important game for the Colts this season. Again, I know some of you are going to say it's week number four. How important can it be? Well, you go back, and they tied Houston. They lost in Jacksonville. This would be your first win inside your own division, and you're going to have to start stacking those up. You really got got to make up for that tie in Houston at some point. You'd love to make up for that loss in Jacksonville. Seriously, you put yourself in a tremendously bad spot if you lose this game coming up on Sunday. And in the process, as far as the fan base is concerned, and really those that cover it, you kind of go back to square one. There are a couple of different dynamics at work here. One is the fact that you have to just to maintain. You have to because it's a division rival. And we know how important those are. We know how important it is if this team has any designs on making the postseason, how are you going to work your way in there? Well, how you're going to work your way in there is by winning your division. And we know how important it is to the owner for the owner to have a home playoff game. And you know what happens when you win the division? The fact this team hasn't won a division since 2014. And maybe even more so than anything else, as I bring up Jim Mersey, it is his thought On where this team is right now compared to where he expects it to be. And all that off-season conversation, and I called it being smitten. Not so much jealous. Maybe it is a little bit of jealousy. Green-eyed jealousy. A little bit of smitten. Smitten Smittenness. On this Tennessee Titans team that has been worked and constructed a lot like what the Colts have. But certainly we have seen far more success, far better results, especially in the past two years. One seed a year ago, I know it ended really bad for Tennessee at home against Cincinnati, but their body of work during the regular season earned them a one seed in the AFC. It's pretty remarkable considering how we view the AFC South. Considering how we view Tennessee, considering Tennessee has a quarterback that if you're going to take a straw poll of those that cover the NFL and other NFL markets, probably near the bottom of the list would be Ryan Tannehill, his contract and his skill set at quarterback that anybody would want to see quarterback in the team that they cover. Or fans would want to see quarterbacking the team that they like. And you ask that question in Nashville, and it probably comes back, I don't know, maybe over 50-50, maybe below 50-50, just how much confidence they have in Tannehill getting them to that final level. And again, they're in a win-now mode, just like the Colts. The problem is for the Colts, the Colts haven't shown that they're capable of winning now. There's no evidence that they're able to win now. Last weekend, not so much last year, two years ago with Phillip Rivers, okay, going to the postseason, but the evidence has been clear in Nashville. Now, part of the problem that they're going on right now in Tennessee is this, and we talked yesterday uh, to John Glennon, who for SI.com covers the Tennessee Titans. Part of that is this, you, it, it was really weird considering what took place, right? So you had those wide receivers and they all wanted raises. And this is going to happen further down the road to Michael Pittman Jr. So Colts fans might as well go ahead and prepare for that. But what was interesting about when you had wide receivers like DK Metcalf, uh, you saw what happened to Marquise Brown. He got traded, right, from Baltimore to Arizona. Terry McLaurin wanted a new deal. You had these wide receivers that wanted more money. You saw Tyreek Hill was going to want more money, so what did Kansas City do? They shipped him out. You saw him play. You saw him, what, 160 receiving yards last night? Always pretty impressive. And you saw, really, last week without Tyreek Hill, for the first time for Kansas City, you saw just how much that he is needed. First two weeks, you really didn't see that. Whether you were talking about their win over Arizona or their win over the Chargers, you really didn't see it. But you saw it come to life, I thought, last week. Did you not? And Tyree Kill being missing from that Andy Reid-led offense. That said, you saw Marquise Brown get traded from Baltimore to Arizona. And John Robinson, who runs the Tennessee Titans, also felt it was necessary not to pay at the level in which one of their defining wide receivers, that being A.J. Brown, wanted. And there appeared to be some animosity, certainly from the player, as you read, leading up to that trade. So, during the NFL draft, Tennessee decided to do what I think, especially if you're somebody looking for that level of wide receiver. If you're somebody like me that really does embrace that position, who embraces the importance of that position in this era of the NFL, it did kind of sideswipe you, didn't it? And it wasn't even so much. With Marquise Brown, that that to me wasn't as much. You want to know why? Because Baltimore, are they, are they close? Are they a better team in the AFC? Yes. But for the past two years, Tennessee has seemingly been right there. Yeah, Baltimore's running now. Don't get me wrong. But Tennessee is also right there. But Tennessee is more right there than Baltimore was. Tennessee's been on the doorstep just two years ago. Surprisingly enough, but on the doorstep nonetheless. So, now even if you go out and you trade away one of the elite wide receivers in the NFL and then you go out and draft a rookie wide receiver to take his place you're going to go through some growing pains and part of the issue is with the titans because there is always a lack of higher level confidence in the quarterback you're always you even got you know some of that lack of confidence in this offense even when AJ Brown was there And now you're especially getting it without A.J. Brown. You know, and now the different direction they're going. In another year on the body and the tread off the tire that is Derrick Henry. I'm telling you, one of these days, that's why it's so important for the Colts to now recognize that you have to start paying attention and taking care of this. Because one of these days, we're going to be talking about the Colts wide receiver position, much in the same fashion, as we talked about, or everybody has talked about Tennessee this past offseason, and one of these days, relatively soon, we're going to be talking about the Colts running back in similar terms as what many express regarding Derrick Henry right now. And that time is not that far away. That's why you've got to take advantage of it and take advantage of it right now. So that obviously is out there, and as far as – Being the owner of the Colts and being outspoken this offseason, I bring up the term smitten, jealous. If you remember, you know, going through the entire hiring process and Vrabel was out there, and then ultimately Chris Ballard first went with Josh McDaniels. Then he bailed at the 11th hour, and Frank Reich ended up being the guy. We ended up seeing Mike Vrabel get signed on. As the head coach down in Tennessee, they they are built, and they have been built kind of like how the Colts have been built with the expectations that the Colts have. They've just lived up to those expectations so far. But it has been the outspoken nature of the owner, Jim Irsay, not just talking about his band, not talking about jamming with Mellencamp or jamming with Mike Wanchek or Kenny Arnoff or Kenny Wayne Shepard or Mike Mills or what he's been doing with his pop culture slash music collection. It has been, when it's been about football, two things. It's been about why Carson Wentz had to leave, why they had to make a change of quarterback, and how, I mentioned premium a little bit earlier, how it's a super premium to finally get over on the Titans this year. The Titans, I will tell you this right now, the Titans seem ripe because nothing clearly is going their way outside of their first win of the season last week, much like the Colts. Seemingly, nothing is going their way. Taylor Lewan, the right tackle, lost for the season a week ago. Harold Landry, before the season even got underway, done for the season. You know, we talk about the foundational building blocks that the Colts have on either side of the football, offensive line and defensive line. Those, as well, are foundational building blocks for the Titans. Both those pieces are gone, which leaves you scrambling. Something else I asked John Glennon yesterday was this. At what point... You could tell, talk, explain how much depth that you have, but at what point is the team just compromised beyond belief because depth-wise, you're just simply not going to have enough to make up for those types of major pieces. And then when you talk about the guys that are gone, you lose the production of A.J. Brown. But maybe even more so for this offense, you lose what? You lose that threat. Yeah, no doubt. If you're Ryan Tannehill, you always felt good about having A.J. Brown throwing it to you. Certainly, they felt good against the Colts in the past. But not only is that production gone, but that threat for opposing defenses is now in Philadelphia playing. And that will have an effect on this offense, much like really, when you think about it, like an injury. I mean, it is. It's like just losing a guy for the season. That production is gone. But more so than anything else, now moving forward, that threat is gone because teams are going to play up on you and teams are going to force you when you run to have to think about doing something else and will not respect what you're doing through the air. Colts fans, you kind of recognize this saga a little bit, don't you? Yes, you've been down this path as well. So a lot to be sorted out in this first meeting between the Titans and the Colts coming up on Sunday. But make no mistake, this is a super premium must win. This, this loss on Sunday, for example, if that happens, you are going to be spinning to try to get back into it the rest of the year. This gives you some leverage. This gives you some leverage going into a short week. Maybe getting a Denver team that's not what everybody thought it was going to be. In a short week in Denver, then you have time, get a little bit of rest off that Thursday night game, and then get back into it. Seriously, hugely important is that game coming up on Sunday. I want to talk with you about it at 239-1070. Email address is jmv at radio-1.com if you would like to go there. You'll also have us inside the lounge via YouTube Live, Facebook Live as well. You got us on Twitter. I believe Kyle has dropped that or somebody has dropped in. You can watch and be entertained. Oh, thank you very much for the beer. Pull on up here with lebeer Thank you very much. The ice cold Bud Light right here. The stream, the app, and tell me if something's not working, and I'll let you know. 93.5 and 107.5, the Fed. Joining us here, he is the sports director, the longtime sports director of Fox 59. Chris
2: Hagen is on hand. You can't see him the, on camera. You have no peripheral because The vision. camera's on me. I've been sitting here for like 10 minutes. Well, I've
0: got a, I've got a monologue in my mind that I prepare, That's and right. i got to get that out. i got to like set a, things uh, up.
2: You're like an offensive coordinator. You've scripted the first 13 yeah, plays. Yeah, I mean, I've. You can't I'm, break away from that? Yeah, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm prepared. I, I don't about, want that to, to be left and go stale. Like when they script those plays and the guy gets, like, sacked on first down and now you know. it's second and 25, do they still have the same script? Do they factor that in there? Probably, don't you think? Hey, I was listening to your uh, <clears throat> your monologue mm-hmm. that lasted from when I left my house till when I got yes. here. Um, it's impressive, as, though, as isn't it? craptastic as the Colts have been, and let's be honest, they've been craptastic They've scored four touchdowns mm-hmm. whole season. Whole season. And they had that overtime period. So three-plus games. Right. And get this. They had the one four-yard touchdown drive yes. after the muff punt. They had the 20-yard touchdown drive after the uh, Texans fumble. Yes. They had the game-winning drive the other day that was kept alive by the uh, by the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Or the LFs are yeah. punting. Yeah. So in three-plus games, they've had one legitimate, sustained touchdown drive. One. Right. And yet here they are. If they win on Sunday, and you, you got to you know you can't predict the NFL. Yeah. If the Jaguars lose at Philly, like they're you know supposed to do, that would mean the Colts would be alone in first place if they win on Sunday. Mm-hmm. As horrible as it's been, and I wrote about this on Fox59.com. If you want to check it out, as bad as it's been, you're getting a mulligan. You've been gifted, thanks to Pep Hamilton and his play calling down in Houston, and thanks to Chris Jones, Mississippi State Bulldog, for whatever he said to Matt Ryan, you've been gifted a chance to be alone in first place after four weeks of the season. So now it's up to the Colts to take advantage of that. And as you just said, if they don't win on Sunday, all bets are off. Yeah. This this season could go right down the toilet. It could. Uh, and you look at, I mean, I mean, Houston, what are you doing? That That's a couple of years ago. You remember they lost week one to Jacksonville. It was Jacksonville's only win haunted them the entire season, kept them from winning the division, and now you have this game, <clears throat> cough button, T- Texans still winless. They're they're a garbage team. What are you doing tying down there? So, despite all that, you could be in first place after this Sunday, and that's what they have to do.
0: No, you said Chris Hagan of Fox 59. The thing of it is that's just, in general, the AFC South, and I think you knew that, that. that's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. It gives you the opportunity to get back in even if you, you know, are viewed upon losing ground, but you can't do it within the division. Last week was important. Last week was important to just get a win, and certainly was important to beat one of the better teams in the AFC. But this is certainly more magnified, certainly more important because it's within your division, and We're, you are you are zero one and one in that division that you absolutely
2: have to win this year, and you got to win Sunday. What's funny is, is, as cool as it is to beat the Chiefs, you you'd rather you would trade that. You'd rather have beaten Jacksonville than beaten the Chiefs. You know, you'd rather have that. Laid another loss oh, on there's them. There's no doubt. You'd yeah. rather have done that, yeah. but th- it is what it is. You got to go handle your business. Lowest scoring team in the NFL, John. Forty points. Forty points. Yeah. You, but you win. You're back on track. You get guys healthy. You, you need to see this offensive line earn all the money they're making. You know, uh, pass protection, running game. These guys have to deliver. Now, you saw the the benefit of some of these young receivers stepped up last week. Is that is that just a uh, you know, a one-time deal, or can these guys be considered playmakers for the rest of the season? And now those guys, they're on the game plan. Other teams have seen what Jelani can do. Uh, you know, we kind of knew what Alec Pierce could do. Uh, th- that's what you got to be prepared for now is like, hey, these guys are on the game plan. You're looking for Jelani in the red zone. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how this how this goes down on Sunday. I do know I would love to take the under in that.
0: I will, and I said this you know, regarding A.J. Brown. I, I gave you a viewpoint of Tennessee Not only do you lose his production, but what you lose the most with Ryan Tannehill, who everybody is skeptical at best about, even Tennessee Titan fans, you lose his threat. Right. You lose his threat. And the teams really can gang up on Derrick Henry on the run. And really, you kind of see these mirror situations going on, and especially in terms of you look further down the road, Michael Pittman Jr., sometimes going to want more money. Jonathan Taylor sometime is going to see some of that tread run off the tire. That's why the time is now. You can't mess around. You've got to play off that fourth quarter, which is one of the less than a handful of quarters of football that we have seen from this Colts team that's been reasonably good so far. So
2: you take a and stepping
0: it, stone. Even the offensive line played better in the fourth on Sunday.
2: You've got to take something yeah. away from that. Well, that's why Colts fans were spoiled in the, the manning and the beginning of the luck era. Uh,
0: they're not spoiled in that era. Come on, man! They
2: weren't spoiled. They, you, fans aren't the, spoiled. No, not the older ones. I think the fans became no. accustomed to they're making the playoffs every year. Would you not? No, that, that's 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 what was built with Manning. Right, but right. What there I'm was no is,
0: spoiling going on, Chris, sir, can because I, can everybody, I finish yes, my everybody had lived through the
2: lean years, uh, I, the awful years. I listened years. to your 35-minute oh, opening monologue. No, go ahead. I'm saying that the standard was set that every year they're going to go, go to the playoffs. That's what was expected. And the reason it was expected is because somehow all these guys produced for numerous years. You had, you'd had you walk in that locker room, you're like, well, you can count on Reggie being there, and there's Marvin, and, and there's Peyton, of course, and there's Dallas Clark, and there's, you know, Freeney, and there's Mathis. Uh, it's like when well, I was making the point, I was agreeing with you, that the windows of guys in their prime don't always line up they like don't. that. So you've got a Jonathan Taylor you know, you saw Derrick Henry, the world's greatest running back of all time, gets hurt last year, and then then what? You know, you lose a guy like that. While you got a young JT, he's out there ready. You know, they're giving him the ball 31 times in week one. They're, they're riding him. And then you've got uh, a Matt Ryan. You know, who, who knows how much tread is still left on that tire. We saw glimpses of it last week in the fourth quarter. You got this offensive line, all these guys, you know, first-round picks, stud players. Uh, the time is now. You can't just sit around and watch the wheel go around and go, well, you know, next year we're going to have this. and Because you're right. You know, Michael Pittman goes out there and earns himself a giant contract. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not from Indianapolis. You think he's going to – I'll just give them the hometown discount. No. It's a business. Players come. Players go. And uh, the point I was talking about spoiled, the fans were spoiled by having a roster that you knew for the better part of a decade. You knew who was lining up on both sides of the football, and you knew how they were going to produce. And that's not the case in this day and age for the horseshoe.
0: Well, those those expectations became that because we were finally all taught, especially from 84 to the start of the Manning era, with the exception of 95 and that AFC title game run in the postseason, we were taught to expect that. You know, that's when you first got that taste of this is how it's supposed to be. So that's the bar. I just I, I think the spoiled thing. Would be, I guess, for those that were born and didn't really have to live through those first 15 or so seasons when things were a joke around here.
2: What if you walked in here every day for 10 years, and as soon as you walked in, they just laid some free pepperoni breadsticks I'd at your table? It. I'd be so appreciative. You would get used to, like, hey, whenever I walk in, and then you walked in, and all of a sudden, they're not there. Then you come in again, they're not bringing them to you. You're like... Would you say no. that you had been spoiled it's to expect the, it's, that?
0: It's it's the taste, the expectations of the taste of the breadsticks, not now, uh, the lack of a price tag. Exactly. No, I'm it's, talking about the expectations. That's why they're not spoiled.
2: Okay. So you don't think these fans that didn't start paying attention until the playoffs. I, I don't think anybody in my age,
0: I don't think anybody in my age bracket that saw this Colts team perform week after week prior to the Manning era. Right. But I'm saying nobody's spoiled you because you've been to through it. the worst. Maybe
2: that's a better term. They were they're used to it. They expect it. Maybe not spoiled, but there was a, a bar set. And even by the owner who goes out there and talks about multiple Lombardies and we're going to do this and do that. He has an expectation. No doubt. So that, that's, you know, it's semantics now. What word do you want to use? But, you know, not winning the division since 2014 doesn't sit right. The Colts won nine of the first 13 AFC South crowns. And now every team in the division except the Colts have won it since 2014, and to me, th- that's ridiculous.
0: up so Chris Hagan of Fox 59, speaking of ridiculous, I'm Jan V. Thank you for joining us. Bud yeah. Light Blue Friday, seven pair of Titans Colts tickets we shall give away coming up a little bit later on. The great food, the ice cold Bud Light is what you see right here, right now. Bob Lovell's going to join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour, our high school football game of the week. That's Brendan King and Kevin Bowen on the call tonight from Zionsville, Brownsburg in Zionsville. Bob's going to join us. Brought to you by CarX coming up on the other side. I think Mike Wells is in in the 4 o'clock hour from ESPN Radio. Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. IU, a big one in Nebraska tomorrow night. Purdue tomorrow afternoon. Huge in the West at Minnesota. A game-time decision as far as Aiden O'Connell and his participation at quarterback is concerned. We got that and more coming up for you. And last night with two – listen – Uh, The Tua thing we can hit if you want, we can give our opinions, but this thing has been covered top to bottom nationally, and they're not basically going to stop probably until Tua plays again. But you guys all saw that for yourself last night. That was a very ugly scene. I guess the good news is today that uh, went back on the team plane, is back at home, recovering right now, and then the Dolphins certainly have been in spin control with Mike Badaniel this afternoon, as far as last night was concerned. We'll dive into that maybe a little bit later on as well. Kilroy's downtown, Bud Light Blue Friday, 7. Count them 7. Titans Colts tickets to give away a little bit later on. Great fruit, ice cold, Bud Light. Hagen, JMV, Bob Lovell's going to join us coming up on the other side. 93-5 and 107 the
1: fan. The Ride with JMV. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, welcome back. We're at Kilroy's Downtown Bud Light Blue Friday. Seven pair of Titans Colts tickets to give away. We would love to see you down here if you have the opportunity, man. We got some legends here. Jimmy's here. BT's in the house. Billy's over there, too, man. Hagen here. Cam's the on-site engineer back in the studio. It is Kyle Unimark. Kyle Unimark and I are entrenched in a battle royale week number four of our NFL fantasy football season. Of course, our winner-take-all bar restock. Last night, Kyle, before we get to uh, Bob Lovell in just a second, I thought I made out pretty good considering you had Joe Burrow. I had Jamar Chase. I don't know who else you had last night, but I thought Chase didn't have a good night. But at least in fantasy football terms, he held his own. And um, McPherson helped out a lot, too, because every time Burrow scored, McPherson at least got to put some numbers up for me. I had a good night, didn't I?
1: Yeah, it kind of wasn't fair.
0: I was lucky that neither of the touchdowns went to Chase. Then I had Jalen Waddell as
2: well, who didn't do very much at all after Tua went out.
0: That was a big deal last night. It was, too. And the the Tua story we'll get to a little bit later on. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, brought to you by CarX.com, the Joe Childers 14 Central Indiana locations. Also, the sponsors of the high school football game of the week with Brendan King and Kevin Bowen tonight at Zionsville. Brownsburg and Zionsville is that high school football game of the week. And now to talk about that and then some Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk is with us. Hey, Bob, thanks for the time. How are you, buddy?
3: I'm great, John. Thanks for having me. Is the pairing show this weekend? Next it is weekend. actually next Sunday the 9th. That's incredible.
0: I can't believe yeah, is. that is already here. So this is week seven. Huh. So the pairing uh, yeah. show comes after week eight, right?
3: That's, that, that's right. Paul Condry and I uh, live from the IHSAA headquarters on the IHSA Champions Network. And uh, Paul's doing all the work. I'm going to get all the credit. So uh, that's how it works. So we have
0: seen a great deal of parody, Bob, would you not yeah. say in this football season so far, correct?
3: No question, John. That's, that's been the, uh, the word from literally day one. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate here in central Indiana to have a whole lot of really, really good football teams. And so well, with that parody, with is, that parody. You know,
0: yeah, go ahead.
3: No, I mean, it's, it's, it, and it's not just, uh, you know, one particular class. Uh, and we've said this before. You know, I think you look at at 1A, uh, I mean, excuse Lutheran's really, really solid in in 1A. And uh, I'm not exactly sure who can line up uh, uh, and play them in in 1A. 2A, you know, uh, Andrean's good up north. Uh, Modern Days having another one of their type of years. But a big battle in 2A tonight, John Cecina and Triton Central. That's number five and number six. Those teams are really good. Heritage Christian and LaPelle, 11 and 13 in, in the polls. So shows you the balance. Um, you know, 3A is one of those things. West Lafayette has played awfully, awfully well. I'd, I'd probably give them the favorite right now. New Powell similarly has been steamrolling people in 4A, but there's are some really good teams. 5A, 6A, I think it's a toss-up. Toss it up and see who can play. Brownsburg's number one for a reason. We're going to see it tonight on our game of the week. They're explosive as can be offensively. Talking about playmakers on both sides of the ball. Up north, the big battle. Best of the night, uh, number one in 5A, Mishawaka, hosting number five, Northwood. You'll have an idea what's going on about that. And then locally, number four, Whiteland, hosting number seven, uh, Mooresville in 4A. Uh, some really, really good teams, Franklin and, and Plainfield, that game at Franklin. So, John, um, yeah, parity is exactly what this is about, and that's why Friday nights are so much fun.
0: To Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by CarX, your 14th Central Indiana Joe Childers run. Car X locations for the one nearest you. It's carx.com on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I wanted to ask you this, though. With that parody that we're talking about and given coming up a week from Sunday, that is the pairing show. Uh-huh. How, how, much, how much more important would the draw be now in a season like this that across the board has so much parody compared to other seasons when maybe there's not this particular level. Does it make that draw even more important coming up a week from Sunday?
3: Well, it probably does. Uh, I think if you look at in 6A, they they only have they don't have all the rounds. They get the first week off, so right. uh, you, only, you only have to win a couple of games, but I, I do think, you know, from uh, 5A down, it's, um, it's very important. Uh, and again, you know, you don't have the home court advantage so much in football that you do in basketball, but Still, being at home, home crowd, all the excitement, all the pageantry going on. Um, The big thing, uh, Paul Condry, my broadcast partner on the the, uh, pairing show, John, has always said that winning a football sectional in Indiana is the hardest championship to win because of, of, of so many factors over which you have no control as a coach. For example, grading periods end at about that time. So you may have some ineligibilities Number two, the, the, the draw depends on, it determines on who you're playing and where. Uh, you can't control where and when you're going to play. Uh, you start to put all those factors in there and then factor in the weather, which we know we have no idea what it's going to be. So you go through all of those particular things. It's, it's hard. So if you can get a decent draw, you can help um, negate some of those factors over which you have absolutely no control
0: so Bob Lovell joins us I got a little bit of alumni concern today because <laughs> my my Thunderbirds my Thunderbirds are welcoming in tonight Owen Valley Owen Valley oh, six and0 oh, on the season oh, no. and yeah 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 All Rob Gibson's team was, was oh, no. and they, they were they were legit a year ago but oh, it seems like they just kind of taken
3: that baton and ran really with it good. even more this year no they're really good no, seriously, they're very, very good, and it's a, it's a neat story, uh, you know, because you know you're in a situation where, as you mentioned, they were pretty good a year ago. They've yeah. actually gotten better, I think. Quite frankly, they are a, they're a legitimate team. They're going to go far in the tournament. Uh, whether they can get to Lucas Oil, I don't know, but I tell you what, they have, they are really, really good. And for your guys, that's the wrong team at the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: Yeah, all of the above. I think you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> all, all of the above, unfortunately, from my birds. Um, how about this? I, listen, it, it didn't take much because it's not like they, they fell off very far. But you impressed with a, a rebirth of sorts, certainly getting back to what had become the norm in New Pal, starting out 6-0 and and having the type of team that we have seen. They get Shelbyville later on tonight.
3: Not at all surprised because Kyle Raff is a tremendous football coach. Uh, the culture that he's developed is, is one of winning. Uh, and, and um, you know, you just think back, you go back to the Charlie Spiegel days when they were seeing rolling people. Uh, they, they are maybe not as uh, explosive with this group, but defensively they're hard to play and um, they, they don't beat themselves and they're really solid on both sides of the ball. Uh, they are, um, again, I, 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 if you look at a favorite in four-way, I think you have to start there for the obvious reasons.
0: All right, Bob Lovell joins us. Chittard Cathedral, I believe Ron Collie, are all playing teams out of the state of Indiana. Right. I mean, right. Cathedral, I believe this is their senior night, too, and a shout-out to uh, Patrick Kendall, who was a senior along that defensive line, had a fantastic career there. They get Cincinnati LaSalle. Chittard, meantime, gets Christian Brothers. Yeah, I don't think that's like Church Brothers, right, the place that does your car up. Um, <laughs> know, you know, fixes did. your – not not yeah, not in terms of fixes the engine, but fixes the body work on your right. car. And then, I believe Ron Colley's got Louisville Mail coming up later on they tonight. Do. So we yeah. always kind of ask this question this time of Year. For those three schools, you think it's good in, for example, week number seven to kind of play outside, not just your general area, but also out of the state.
3: I think there are advantages to it in, in regard to you know you you get a, again an indication of where you are as you're getting ready to tune it up for the tournament. And so, yeah. if you haven't already uh, been been exposed and figured out some of your weaknesses and things you need to. To a tighten up, uh, this will give you a, a perfect uh, wake-up call, if you will, in terms of how you need to prepare yourselves mentally and physically for the last two weeks of regular season and for the first week of the tournament. So I think you know, I think there's a lot of positives to it. The good thing for all of them is they're not on the road. So you know, Christian Brothers is coming over from Missouri. So um, you know, but you you, you find out number one, it's good to play somebody uh, new, different. Uh, you don't know a lot about them. You don't have a lot of tradition. So, you're gonna, you, now you, you're exposed on what you can do fundamentally. Do you or do you not have a solid base in terms of what you've done in practice in these games to be able to play a team you don't know a, a terrible amount of, a, about? So, yeah, I think there are a lot of good things about it. There are some negatives. Um, you always worry about playing teams you don't know and need to come out injury-free, and you need to come out mentally in, in a good space.
0: Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk tonight at 9.30. Every single Friday brought to you by CarX and our 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run CarX locations. CarX.com for that location nearest you and also... CarX is the proud sponsor of the high school football game of the week, Brownsburg and Zionsville, which should be a dandy coming up in Zionsville later on tonight. Bob's going to have the lowdown on that and everything else coming up later on tonight on Indiana Sports Talk. Bob, I always appreciate it. We're getting down to a really special time this week and next week, and we'll have you here to tell tell us all about it once again. I appreciate you.
3: Thanks, John. I always enjoy being with you. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by... Your 14 Central Indiana Car locations. Bud Light Blue Friday. We're downtown at Kilroy's looking for you with seven pair of Titans Colts tickets to give away before the end of the show. And again, we go until 7 o'clock tonight. Chris Hagan of Fox 59 rejoins us. Anything else we leave out of that first segment after my epic model? Well, I thought you were still talking disagreed about it. with.
2: Good gravy. You absolutely disagreed with it. I sat here at the reserve table and I thought you were giving me the cold shoulder reserved. like I wasn't supposed I to be reserved. here. I am reserved. I was like, maybe he doesn't see me. He's got poor hearing, and maybe his eyesight's there, too. (laughs) But you sure as hell looked up when you saw the beer come down Mm. in the peripheral vision. It came right here. It's ice cold, too, buddy. I I, I do like his, like, from week one, you've been saying it's a must win. And, And the way the schedule fell in line, it seemed like they all, the first four weeks, I thought... I didn't think week when you look at the schedule I didn't think week 3 was going to be must win cuz I thought they would have won in Houston and Jacksonville then you're like oh you can you can lose that in Kansas City right. and you turn around and then this must win against Tennessee but you know it plays out the way it does I had them sitting two and one right now so 1-1 one, one and 1 isn't the end of the world and then as we said uh, earlier if the Jags lose to the last unbeaten team Philly on Sunday and the Colts win two things that are favored by Las Vegas to happen, the Colts would find themselves alone on top of the division after four weeks despite the the, uh, stagger out of the gate.
0: No, and then you get a short week in Denver, and Denver speaking of staggering out of the gate has done just that with Russell Wilson haven't been as advertised. We'll see what they do this weekend, but they get a short week. What would be the
2: over-under in
0: Colts Broncos? Twelve and a half? Probably, yeah. (laughs) Probably. See, that's the thing that stands out about this Colts game. You hope that, that drive into the fourth quarter was a sign of things to come, but it's hard to make yourself believe it because there are so many things working right now, in particular, if the offensive line plays at the low level of which it has, Chris, this team normally is not going to have a chance.
2: They're going to get yeah, married. Yeah, I mean, him. Matt Ryan is a competitor, but let's face it, he's not Michael Vick back there. Um, you got to give him more time. I was looking at some numbers about, you know, the average time he's facing pressure is like 1.7 seconds, like yeah. less than two seconds they in his face. That, nobody's going to succeed in that. So uh, you talked about bu- building on that last drive, and I, I don't want to belabor the point, but it, it goes in the books as a 16-play, 76-yard Like You're like, wow, that's incredible. No, that drive really ended at midfield when it was going to be 4th and 14 and they were going to punt. The drive picked back up after the penalty at midfield. So they took it midfield uh, in. It was a short scoring drive. They made the plays. They made the big throws. They made the catches. But let's not go crazy here and say, "Wow, the offense did great." Winning that game, they got a huge, uh, a huge boost from whatever it is that what was said. Do you know what was said by Chris Jones? Um, do you have I a pretty kinda, good idea? I, yeah. Do you? I, I I heard two different versions, so I don't know. We'll we'll compare notes. Uh, here's what we can do. You well, know, give give us a soft definition here. Actually, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break and come <laughs> right. back.
0: Give us a. Flaccid definition of exactly Flaccid. what you've heard. Yes. What is this, A erectile dysfunction commercial here? Have you not seen my fantasy football team? See if you like this name. The Bargersville Flaccid Rays. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my Flacid Rain no Flacid Rain is in R E I G N I think. Yeah. I I, uh, I, I could have gotten fired for my fantasy football team name right now. I, I don't know if I've ever told you the story. I can't tell it on the air, but I'll tell you off the air about how my uh stupid fantasy football name almost got me fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a typical Hagen story. He's all,
0: Hagen's all in right story. All right, I want you to give us that soft definition. <laughs> Of what you heard right. coming up on the other side, Kilroy's Downtown Bud Light Blue Friday. I want to see you here. We see you, or you see me, and then I see you because I'm participating with you inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You can get there right now. Hopefully, the app and the stream, everything is working well. If not, there are other ways that you can listen, and certainly one of those, YouTube Live, the ride with JMV inside the lounge. You can get there. Otherwise, your chance at seven pair of Titans Colts tickets, courtesy of Bud Light and Kilroy's Downtown. Mike Wells in the four o'clock hour. Don you in the 5 o'clock hour. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
1: The ride with JMV.
3: Well, you're going to have to say that. You're going to have to speak up because I can't hear
1: you. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Ain't nothing going to break in my stride.
0: We're just watching here off the air a video of Matthew Wilder performing on Solid Gold back
2: in the 80s. His one hit wonder hit. I-, I can guarantee you Usually at 4 o'clock, you have the, uh, Mike Wells trying to yeah. name, name the artist. He wouldn't know I that, I believe would he. he would swing and miss on this one.
0: <laughs> Come on,
2: man. It would be great to hear Wells try to sing this, too. Obviously, uh, he's a prolific singer and not afraid yeah. to belt one out. I'd like to see how much. But didn't somebody, uh, it was a hip-hop artist that took that and kind of turned it into a hip-hop song. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, Puff Puff Daddy. You know, Wells bailed on me last week, right? For uh, Bib for the Volo concert, and Jodeci, oh wow! S.O.S. band. I would have gone, but I was doing some uh, some good stuff yeah. with the uh, Bootleggers Bash for yeah, the Leukemia you're doing Lymphoma Society. MC work, oh, we, ra- it. raise some good money. I got to wear a like a a Gatsby type outfit and the, the gals were all, the Gatsby gals were all dolled up. So yeah, did you was, do that like uh,
0: DiCaprio? Yeah, I had to
2: do the, is had it had a meme or
0: a GIF or a GIF or what is
2: that? I think or it's it a, I think it's a meme. Okay. But meme. yeah, I, I got to do that. It was, uh, it was fun, but they had one thing that I have to take issue with. They had, okay. they had these like Las Vegas style games like blackjack and blackjack and craps and roulette, but it's not real money. You know, look at this guy. Oh, hell yeah. If you're playing blackjack and it's not real money, how are you excited? Because if you win a million hands, you're still still winning, right? Look at all these plastic chips. And if you lose, you don't don't feel bad. You're like, oh, it's not real. You don't, um, you're not competitive in anything that doesn't involve money. Well, it's not really competition if you don't stand to lose anything. Sure it is. Really? It's a
0: moment competition, right? I mean, you're
2: playing um, a game. Uh, right? you're playing against, you know, the dealer. You're rolling the dice or whatever. But you're still playing against but everybody. But people were but... cheering. I'm like, wow, somebody just won a million dollars. No, they won a stack of plastic chips mm. that they still give back at the but end. But you're day. still
0: a winner. They say, hey, you're the winner. Chris yeah. won. Chris is the winner. He's. I, I winner.
2: told one of the guys there, like he had a big. I go, you know, if we're in Vegas doing this, you lose five grand but yeah. since you're here you're you're hitting you can't there's you can't no miss. Doubt, yeah it's like if you're in the gym all by yourself and yes. you make 35 threes in a row and then you get in the game and you're 0 for 10 there's like, no doubt well, where'd those shots go yeah no doubt about that but all you right. know what if you were 0 for 10 i know you'd keep shooting no no doubt about that
0: <laughs> my foot hurts right now though we're going to go have to go see Kevin. Hey, shout out to Kevin Julian at Greenwood Orthopedics because I am going to have to
2: come and see you. on You Monday. think you got a fracture in there? I huh?
0: believe I've got a fracture in my fifth metatarsal in my left foot. I believe that's what the case is. Well,
2: luckily, because I've
0: stayed off of it for a month and then I ran from the circle to the state house, and I guess I, I don't know if I stepped in a hole on Market Street because there is only a million of them, and uh, something happened. That's why and it's it wasn't never, good. There was a pop, snap.
2: It's never a good idea to run. I tell people this yeah. all the time. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because I my neck was hurting and my arm was all numb and I'm like I probably should get that looked at. So like six months later I got it looked at and they're like oh, you need surgery, you need you know you've got some compressed discs here. We need we need to replace these things. You get that uh, that, uh, that Hawley effect. Yeah, <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. So then you know what? That's what I thought of yesterday, last night when Tua yes, yes. when Tula got thrown down and went all stiff. There I'm like I I, I know what that feels like. I, it's it's scary stuff. And anytime you're messing with the brain, the head, I mean it's Did just. You-
0: did you have that fencing that they talked about too going on? Well, I with I, your hands well, when you I got that knocked,
2: I got knocked out, so I don't know. And I, yeah, a part of me wishes there was video, but part of me is glad there's not because some people there with the game that saw it happen live, they they said it, it looked like you were dead. So obviously, I was just and like motionless. Uh, I'd probably want to see how I was on the ground. I wouldn't want to see the actual blow there. Was it helmet to helmet between you and Holly? Well, I still don't know. It was to, definitely to my head. I wow. don't know what part of him hit me, if it was his head or his forearm or his, maybe he did a flying knee kick. But, uh, yeah, it was something. To a thing, last night was not good. And that comes off of a Sunday where it wasn't good. Short week, yeah, yeah get him right back out there. But the thing is, and you've talked to players forever, players are always going to want to go are. out there. You have to – somebody has well, to step in and say, you're not going in. You're not. But look, I mean, you're, you're an undefeated team. You're on the road against an, an AFC squad. This game has, you know, the so-called playoff implications down the road. That, that was the hit where the first hit in Buffalo is the one I think he looked more concussed because he gets up and he's kind of, I thought last night he was he was knocked out. So that's the one where he looked concussed, where he was wobbly, because that's the way I was when I tried to stand up. I, I just felt like I was on a boat that was on rocky waters. So yeah, it, it's not good to mess with the brain. And this is something, you see the different kind of helmets they've come out with and they're always going to be chasing this as long as there's football. You're going to be, you know, it's a dangerous sport, and sometimes you take for granted. Oh, he just got hit. He can get back up. He's fine. And you don't realize the the things that can be done in the moment and the things you know long-term effects, which is something that I still deal with.
0: Two three nine ten seventy. I want to get some calls on the air. I know we got some people on. We'll go to them in, in just a second. But I did want to bring this up before we got everybody on the air here. Chris was, you you mentioned. You know, erring on the side of caution and how the players don't normally do that, if ever. So let's go back to Shaquille Leonard, who is questionable for Sunday, which is which is good. Yeah, he may very well play for the first time in 2022. You take anything away from what he said yesterday when he said, listen, this is not, you know, about me not wanting to play. I want to be out there, but I'm not at the level right now where I think I can help the team. And I'm paraphrasing here, but if Zaire Franklin is and he's quicker than me right now and he's a better option because of his health and how he's moving, then I would rather see him play. How much credit do you give him? Because not a lot of players would ever say, hey, this guy is just going to be better than me right now. That's why he needs to be playing and, and I'm not.
2: Yeah, I, I say I say props to Shaquille for that, because it would be easy to go out there and say, uh you know, I'm a captain, this is my team, I'm going to go play. And if you're playing like crap, no one knows better than the player himself. No one knows the player's body better than the player. So if he's saying he's not ready, he's not ready. So I don't think there's anything to be said about, oh, he's soft or he just is, you know, collecting a paycheck. And look at it right now, Zaire leads the team in tackles. He's got 30 tackles. He led them last week. He had yeah. 12. So Zaire's a good player. He's a, he's a captain on special teams. He's respected in that locker room. And when you get him on the defensive side of the football, it's not like some huge drop-off. So if, if Leonard is looking at this and watching the game, he, I mean, he's been, I think it's good. He's so engaged at the games. He could be, you know, at home watching this. He's, he's on the sideline. He's cheering. He's, you know, revving the crowd up. So I think he has a good idea of what Zaire's doing, and I think he has a good idea of how he feels, and I, I like that mentality. What I
0: was saying about that, too, rarely, if ever, do you hear a player say, hey, listen, this guy may be better than I am right now. So he needs to be playing, and I still need to work my way back. You he rarely hear that.
2: Right. Well, would you rather him being out there and people say, something's wrong with him. He's just not right. I, don't, I think he came back too soon. No, you'd like to see he comes back. And obviously, he's not going to come back in the first game and get every single rep and be up to his all-pro you know, standard, but you get him back, you give him, you know, 15 snaps, you realize you have Franklin out there that can hold down the fort on the place he's off, and then your, your idea is you have him as healthy as possible and up to his form, you know, on the back half of the season, and then playoffs if there should be that situation. It's
0: Chris Hagan of Fox 59, JMV here Kilroy's downtown, Bud Light Blue Friday. We have seven pairs, seven. You'll see the Titans and the Colts coming up on Sunday. We'll start giving those away coming up by the end of the show. We're here until 7 o'clock tonight. Meantime, Kyle, we got people ready at 239 1070. Is Justin still there? Yes, he is. Here's Justin. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you? Justin, I'm talking to you. Can you hear me? I can now, barely. Half-assedly okay. is what I'd like to call it. Yeah. Are you better? Well, I just, yeah, I just have one thing to say. Um, when are we going to start using
4: Naheem Hines more? I mean, we went out and paid him all this money a couple years ago, and we're
0: just not using him. They have been uh, knocking around at that. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't know, honestly, because the offensive line has been so dreadful most of the time. I, I think other than that week number one with Pittman Jr. receiving and with – um with Jonathan Taylor running it, I don't, I don't think we've seen anybody used right. You know what I mean? That I mean, makes sense yeah. to you? I mean, and then yeah, that's that's on that's on that's ultimately on Frank, but it starts with the offensive line that has been so bad. I just it puts for the most part your offense in complete disarray. You can't live with it like this. That's why if it's communication. If it's communication, Justin, something has to be done because not only does this affect your team in the now, but this is your building block here. You get a lot of money sunk into this offensive line. If it's not working now and can't work in the future, that has a longer-term effect. So if you can fix it, now would be a really good time, communicatively, to fix this if you're the head coach.
4: I agree, and I feel like right now, though, would be the time to use Hines in some of these bubble
2: screens, some of these quick screens, because they're not being able to hold up to get the ball out to him quick and get him on the move. Yeah, you got to get the ball to him in space and and, you know, Obviously, it's a tell when, when Taylor comes out and he's in the backfield. The defense is like, oh, this is going to be a pass. They're going to they're going to run. He's not going to run between the tackles. So you're battling that kind of a tell before you even, you know, snap the ball. And then you got to give him time. If you want to get it, you got to give him some time to get out in space to, to, to come open wherever you line him up. And that's been a problem that's affected every aspect of that Colts offense so far.
4: Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys to answer my call. I just hope uh, that we, we start to use him a little more. Uh, I think he's got big things in the future.
2: You, Justin, you, thank you very you, much. You left him on hold so long that his phone service, he, he lost no, service. I he I did not. He had driven past state lines and didn't know what was going on. I did not. Look at hey, Look at Jimmy, Jimmy, come on over here, man. Hey, yeah. I got, a gambling, toasting, I got a, a gambling pick that Jimmy threw out. Jimmy told me boldly and with a straight face that 12-point underdog Purdue is going to beat Minnesota. And that 17-point underdog Arkansas is going to beat Alabama. So if you put those two together, $100 will win you $2,700. All you need is Purdue to beat Minnesota and Arkansas to beat Alabama. Now we laugh. Yes. But Jimmy may show up with a new new suit of clothes next Friday because he cashed in on that uh, huge underdog two-team parlay. I don't know, Jimmy. Jimmy. He's not laughing. Look, he's he's serious.
0: Two three nine ten seventy. Matthew, jump on here. Thanks for the call. How are you?
2: See, M- Matthew's out of town now too. Go ahead,
0: Matthew. You had hey, him too geez. long on hold. Great, buddy. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Hagan's talking over the top of you. Go
2: ahead, Matthew.
4: Oh, that's fine. Also, hey Chris.
2: I hey Matthew, good to, to hear know. from you again.
4: Yeah, likewise. So what are you guys looking forward to the most in the Colts-Titans matchup?
0: Um, I, I want to see if there was there's anything that can be taken away, Matthew, from you know, the way the offense. And I know Chris Jones played the largest role in that extended game-winning drive. But I want to see if they can take anything away from that because there was some success certainly with that. And I also want to see defensively if – I thought they played really well against Kansas City. If that's something that is real right now, or was that a momentary thing? I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if this thing is ready to gel because of, you know, early season Matthew miscommunication or whatever the hell we're talking about here, I, I'm looking to see that. I mean, something more sustainable than just a quarter, something more sustainable than just a drive. Those are the couple of things on either side of the football, Matthew, I'd be looking for. Chris, I, I want
2: to see the game within the game, and then the game within that game. I want to see Quentin Nelson and Jeffrey Simmons going head-to-head for 70 plays, 60, however many offensive plays. I want to see Q, first-round pick, Jeffrey Simmons, first-round pick. I want to see run blocking and pass protection, those two thoroughbreds going head-to-head. That's what I'm looking for.
0: What about you, Matthew?
4: Um, pretty much the same. I'm just hoping the defense holds – derrick henry to as little yards as possible my colleagues are titans bandwagon fan because of henry so Uh
2: uh-oh do y'all have a friendly wager on the line matthew no you gotta you gotta juice it up a little bit you gotta say hey look you're gonna you're gonna wear a colts jersey for a week if the colts win this and then you'd have to wear like a titans hat or you'd have to put yourself out there to show your true support
3: yeah, well, he's a former Patriots fan, so I give him enough time. He, oh, my he
2: gosh. Yeah,
1: he's all over the
2: place. This guy is all over the map with teams well, that little, the Colts don't like.
0: A little background with Matthew. Matthew lives in Maine. Right. Matthew is a big-time fan from Maine. Matthew, are you really going to send me some lobster?
2: Yeah, it'll be there Tuesday. Oh, my God. Wow. Matthew, hey, that's awesome. You know, my claim to fame, and I don't have many, I've been to all 50 states, and Maine was one of the last ones I went to, and it's by far one of my favorites. You go up and down that coast, you go to Kennebunkport, you go see all these lighthouses. I mean, just unbelievable up there, and of course the seafood. Yeah, yeah, it's,
4: it's gorgeous, sweet. So now I know two people who've been to all 50 states.
0: Matthew, let me tell you, I well, I mean, Querry's been to all 52, I think, right? So um, I love, I love seafood. Is lobster the best seafood? The Maine yeah. has to offer, or is there anything else that's as good as lobster?
4: Um, we've got a bunch of stuff as good as lobster, but that's clearly what we're the best at.
2: Man, I yeah, love you get it. Yeah, you get your crab legs up yeah. in Alaska, and you right. get your lobster up in uh, Maine.
0: Well, you get halibut in Alaska,
2: too. Just the for the halibut.
0: Northwest. I
2: love halibut. You know, so it's... it's pretty pretty uh, Yes, I that, dig on salmon, yes. I, I learned a lot because I went on these tours up in Alaska about the salmon industry up in Alaska. Man, it's, it's unbelievable. And, yeah, you, you think you, there, well, there was no big deal about the – yeah, you get that fresh seafood, there's a world of difference. So, yeah.
0: Matthew, anything else? Uh, no, that's it for me. Hey, thank you for the lobster, too. I cannot wait. That's Matthew in Maine right there who also hangs out inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Right there, which is spectacular. Lobster. Now, did you go to Buxton when you were in Maine? I did not go to Buxton. Did you go sit under a tree and then find a rock that had no rightly reason to be there? I've been to that uh, real place. And find money in a note.
2: In Ohio, I've been to that real tree, which unfortunately got struck by lightning, and now that tree's no longer there. Say want to nail. Say want to nail. Like, like he's going to remember that. You um, would. That's pretty. Yeah. And I Let's went to that. Name. I went to that prison. The uh, boys school, whatever it mm-hmm. really was. I went inside there. West Woodward and I snuck in the back door there and took our own little private tour. So, yeah, that's that's one thing that I've been so fortunate to travel a lot for work. And when I go there for work, first thing I do is I'll be like things to do in this area, like what's cool movie locations. You know, you can go in the Cleveland suburbs there. You can go to the uh, the uh, Christmas story house. Yep, I knew that. Go, go right up there.
0: Well, I've done, I've done the tour, and this is just my own tour because you can find these places. All the John Hughes, all the Chicago, the Highland oh, yeah. Park movie homes, the John Hughes one. You know, I went to Jake Ryan's place. Ferris, the Ferris Bueller's <laughs> house is actually Ferris Bueller's house is in California, but and you uh, know those people, Cameron, Cameron Fries. Camera fries with a Ferrari going out to the back. That's in and around Highland Park. And Tom Cruise's Risky Business House. Oh. Samantha Baker from 16 Candles.
2: I went to all these places. Those people love it, too, when you show up there. Like uh, the the house from um, Breaking Bad, they've had to put up like a little barrier, like don't come under our door. The uh, Sex and the City house, people would want to go get their picture right by the front door. They've had to put up a thing like, hey, please be respectful somebody lives here. But, you know, when you buy that house... You got to expect that. I was looking up because we're going to Dallas. I was trying to see where, uh, what is it, the South Fork Ranch? Yeah, yeah. From the TV show Dallas. And
0: they, like, you look at that now and you go, man, <laughs> how did that entire family live in that house? <laughs> why,
2: why did why did the uh, why did both brothers and their wives live in that because house? Because it was only a dream. Uh, it is cool when you go see those places, and um, they're all over the place. And some of them still there. What, on a grisly note, uh, West Woodward and I, we went to uh, Nicole Brown Simpson's condo, and we made the drive yeah. to where O.J.'s house was, and we did the timing to see if we could have make, made it in the same amount of time he did, and we did. But that's the story for another day.
0: It's a little weird right there. Well, the Fast Times at Richmond High House, yeah. where yeah. Stacy lived with the pool and back. Hey, so show him how you can
2: stand up men. underwater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's his Taylor? <laughs> that guy. One of, the, one of the more underrated lines ever is Damone saying to Brad Hamilton after he walks in the house, who's his Taylor? The,
2: the lines, <laughs> I don't know if they were written, but like when he meets Jefferson. oh, is that your little brother? He's a good-looking kid. And then when, when Ratner wants to fight him and he goes, I woke up in a great mood. I don't know what happened.
0: <laughs> See, here is what's funny: everybody thinks that I just enjoy the part where Phoebe Cates comes oh, out of the do pool, enjoy that which, part. while that was incredibly enjoyable, it was all great. See, there is no lull. Find me a movie where there is no lull. Give me a movie where there is no lull. The,
2: the greatest thing about that there's was... there is no lull in this. There is no lull in Die Hard. Well, the thing was, Fast Times. We were teenagers when that movie came out about teenagers, and that mm-hmm. was the first movie that really showed, at least to me, that. How teenagers really behaved and yes. talked and acted. Otherwise, they were just considered, you know, periphery characters. Like, oh, that's just the son and that's just the daughter. No, that people were living real lives and doing real things, and you know, getting so close. You were so close to the stage, you probably scared the band. No lull. Roadhouse. What's yeah. it start? No that those the are, fugitive, no lull. What's great is when you sometimes, even now, when I go into some to see some movies at the theater, yeah. which I love to do, and you haven't done for like thirty years since nineteen ninety nine. Last century was when actually you, September the twenty first. I just celebrated another anniversary. Wow! You yeah. can tell like when some of these. Like I remember, I saw the new Star Trek movie with Chris Pine, and as soon as it started, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be one!" Like, we're into it. There's no like, let's introduce these people. Like, the movie has started, yeah. and it's going to be a roller coaster. Forrest Gump, no lull. Apollo 13, no lull. Rarely boogie nights, no lull. Did you see where Tom Hanks recently said he's he's only been in four, he's been in four pretty good movies or something like yeah. that, and people are sending out their lists. That's something that'd be fun to put on Twitter. Have people tweet at you with their, their four the four good movies. If if Tom Hanks only has four, what is his top four? His his Mount Rushmore, I guess you'd say, of Tom Hanks movies. Well, Bachelor Party, clearly. That's what I said. There's I, this, no law in that either. This list is incomplete without uh, <laughs> Bachelor Party.
0: I just want to be entertained the entirety of the time, and it's when you can go back to it and it feels as good and as fresh as when you first watched it. That's, that's what gets me in a film. I, like like, your, I can watch Die Hard as many times as possible, and nothing ever gets old.
2: Yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's a, a short list of five or six movies that no matter what, even yeah. if it's like the TNT commercial version, you know, bad words taken out, yes. you're still going to sit there and watch. You know how it's going to end, but you just want to sit there and savor and enjoy each moment.
0: So, Chris Hagan, JMV, we're live. We're downtown at Kilroy's. Join us, Bud Light Blue Friday. I got seven pair of Titans Colts tickets to give away. We would love to see you win those. Seven pair to give away for what is a huge game coming up on Sunday. No Julian Blackman. He's been ruled out. Shaquille Leonard just may well make his 2022 debut for the Colts coming up on Sunday. A story we will follow. Last night's Thursday nighter, Cincinnati a winner over Miami, but that was certainly a backgrounder considering what happened to Tua, quarterback got that and the start of a busy week number 4 with you. Live downtown at Kilroy's Bud Light Blue Friday. It's 935 and 1075 the Fan.
1: The Ride with JMV. Smokey, this is not NAM, this is bowling. There are rules. Hey. 935 and 1075. The Fan. <laughs>
0: Just the two
2: of us. Ooh, that's a good one right here. Grover Washington Jr. on yes. saxophone.
0: Well, that's, um, what's his nut singing right here, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's it was under oh, the. Oh, I know. Grover it,
0: Washington Jr. It was
2: like uh, yeah. Santana made all these albums, but it's like yeah. Rob Thomas singing or Steve Winwood. That's Bill Withers singing that. The late, great Bill Withers. Yeah. And one of the great songs of the 1970s, Lovely Day. I mean, that's why on that. That song, just the two of us. It has the lengthy yeah. saxophone, yeah. F- front and center. Just like every Santana song with somebody else singing, it has the cool, yep. you know, guitar riff in the middle of it.
0: Tag and JMV, Kilroy's Downtown, Bud Light Blue Friday. In fact, I think in the five o'clock hour, we're going to start giving away these tickets. We have seven pair for you. So yeah, join us down here, now, Kilroy's it, Downtown. Are you
2: supposed to say seven
0: pair or seven pairs? I say pair, as in uh, you get a pair. These are a pair of tickets. The pairs are the seven. Seven all together. Okay. The pair that we're
2: giving away would be just two. So okay, I got you. Do you say uh, do you say tournament or tournament? I say tournament. Me too. I, I've tried to say tournament. I just can't. Do, do you it. say
0: turd or turd? Both. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, if the app isn't working, let me know. Some have informed me that the app is functioning fantastically right now. Others. Others, like Corey, Kenny says, what is going on with the app? Is this a situation, Kyle, where we've got to um, reboot this, start over again? If you're having issues with it, you know, give me some technical so. advice. If some, if
3: some people are yeah.
0: able to get it,
1: I would maybe try deleting the app, redownloading it, and giving it another go.
0: Yes. Give it a try. Shout out to John McClain. Not John McClain, formerly of the Houston Chronicle. Not John McClain from Die Hard, but John McClain, who's a listener to the show. There you go, John. John McClain. So, hey, if it's not working, man, reboot that bad boy, and then let me know what happens right there as well. Again, live at Kilroy's downtown. I think Wells is uh, with Layla at a doctor's appointment right now, so we'll wait on Mike from ESPN Radio and uh, he can join us whenever he can. J.M.V., you had mentioned you haven't been to the movie theater since when? What date was it? September 21st, 1999. September 21st, 1999. The Shiloh Theater in Avon. And even though it was released back in May, it was to see Star Wars Episode One, And it so profoundly sucked it, it turned you Man, off forever I thought, you know what i'm just done with all this you know what would blow you, if you went
2: into, this would be like oh, uh, yeah. this would be like in the, one of the back to the future movies. if you went into yeah. a theater now it'd be like when he goes into the future and sees all the Modern things, yeah. There's like they have bars. Oh, I know. It'd be like Charles Ingalls going to Sleepy Eye. They have, They, have, go, oh, my. Yeah, they have chicken fingers and cheese sticks, and you, you get your own. You butter your own popcorn. Yes. The movies are in color now. I know it's. There's their talkies. Yes, yes. They, they have I don't audio have to read <laughs> subtitles. Exactly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love going. They have. They have seats. You pick your seat before you go, so you know where you're sitting. You don't have to go in there and look for one and do you know, do the tag the That's team. a
0: lot of work for me to it's do. A, I just the, want to walk there in. There are
2: recliners. You can lay back in the seat. You can sleep through the movie if can it's I bad. Can I just
0: walk in and have Mark Ratner take my ticket, tear it in half, and go sit down?
2: Can poor, we not do that anymore? Poor Mark Ratner. Come on, man. I don't want to do all that crap. I just One of my simple pleasures in life is going to the movies. And I, As you know, I'm off on Fridays. So you roll into a movie like at 2 o'clock on a Friday, no one in there. It's like you have your own. You know theater, which of course you have in your palatial estate down there. Oh yes, in uh, Bartersville. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's you need to go. Maybe I'll treat you on your next birthday. We'll go I've, to a daytime movie. I've never been to a movie with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Father ever. of the year ever,
0: John Michael. Ever. But by the way, I did see and shout out to CG. I saw Lainey and her class. They had a field trip today. They were outside the state house. And that's where I got injured when I ran over there and stepped on something, hurt my foot. But it appeared that Laney, we're now at a point now where Laney may be just a little bit embarrassed
2: Yeah, yeah. about my presence with her friends. I think that happened a long time ago, to be I honest. I think the
0: basketball girls would be different, but this was her classmates that don't normally see me. I think there was a tad bit of embarrassment happening with my 12-year-old daughter, Hagan.
2: I, 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 was, I was in sixth grade. I was in a mall in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and my dad put his arm around me walking through the mall. And I just remember instinctively, I... I I slung his arm, yeah. like, what are you doing? So now you look back on it, you're like, man, that was kind of a D-bag move. I bet that, that probably hurt his feelings, but that's what happens.
0: My mom used to yell at me while I was playing basketball, and I'd tell her to shut up. <laughs> During the game? <laughs> During
2: the game. Oh, no, shut <laughs> up. That explains a lot of you. I you shut up? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> I w- shut up. You know what? I would have left the game and gone home and said, hey, hey champ, good luck getting well, home. Well, here's chat. the
0: thing, and this has changed right now. I don't know how many of you see this. In basketball, <laughs> and I don't, I don't want Laney doing this. Laney and I, Laney and I have talked about this, and I, I think the stuff I, I have pared down my reactions in games to the point now where I just kind of sit there very stoically with a straight face, like I'm at a poker table. Because anything I do after something that goes, let's say, non successful, anything I do. If she were to look over and see a reaction or a face palm, or, I can't do any of that. So I just sit there with my arms crossed, like, I'm
2: at a you, poker table. You got to be like uh, Archie Manning. remember they'd yeah. always find Archie. And he, he looked like Woody Allen. He was wearing those yeah. big black glasses and he had a ball cap on. You know, he's like at the World Series of yeah. Poker final table. That's what that's what you have to do. I bet that. Well, you know, we're trained to do that because people always say you must love to go to all those games, but we have yeah. to sit there and you you can't yell and go, oh, you can't. Uh, otherwise, you'll get cussed out by the front office of the uh, Baltimore Ravens.
0: Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline from ESPN Radio, fresh out of a doctor's appointment as Kyle back at the studio rolls a song from 1991 that Mike Wells was supposed to go see Joe to see with me last Friday and it never fails. I had a Mike Wells Bales. <laughs> <laughs> he joins us on the Andy Moore automotive group hotline. Hello, Mike. Listen,
4: I, I, last week, Layla killed my opportunity to see BBD. and Dude. Layla had me late today so she can go get her flu shot. And all that type of stuff. That's you, Layla. How do you feel about having Dad miss these things with JMV because of what you're doing? Uh, I don't really care. Wow. I, oh, she, I, you know, Whoa.
0: Hey,
4: wow. She truly wow. says she doesn't care. Did y'all hear that? That's she said crazy. I don't Layla. really
2: care. She went f-
0: not. The, does I, does Layla just, not understand that this revolves around me? Of course she cares.
4: Jay said it revolves around him, and you're going to say he doesn't care. But does it really hey, hey, on hey, you? Basically, <laughs> she's saying, "Hey, wow." She's
2: basically
4: saying, she's basically saying, "F, dad." But for Jay, i I'll do anything for him. So I, I, I'm just get, I'm getting a short end and destroy out of the in
0: this. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, a classic performance from Belle, Biv DeVoe. You know that they didn't even close. They were like the metal band. It went SOS what? band. BBD and Jen and Bell Biv DeVoe just blew everybody away. Incredible.
4: Really? Hey, so uh, I saw you were hanging out with our man Kyle at the performance. Yes. So it, it, it was a winner, man. You had a great time.
0: What's that, buddy? You had a great time there? I did. I sat. You know, my, new, my new boss was there. Of course, when he asked, hey, I thought you had two with you. I thought I got you two tickets. And I said, well. About Mike Wells. Oh, yeah. Layla kind of put me in a situation with my boss too. My new boss. I'm gonna uh, say. Hey, it's okay. Jay,
4: Jay, Jay's got a brand new boss, <laughs> and he was wondering where I was at last Friday night. Yes. Wow. They got a they got a new boss at the radio station, and he thought I was mm-hmm. on yeah. I mean, this the whole day. Yeah. Oh man. So it, it uh. I, no offense. I love I love you, Jay. I love Kyle, but I was more looking forward to listening to what is he talking about? They were fiending for every everybody yeah. in the audience, man.
0: Well, and I I will I tell you this, way. Casey and Jojo and the rest decided not to roll out there until about midnight. So <laughs> I mean I was going, hey fellas, can you hustle it up for those older people out here? They were they were taking their sweet time, Wells. They were.
4: They didn't, get out there. they didn't get out on the stage
0: until midnight? Almost. I believe it was around midnight, yes. So I had to, and see, my 52-year-old bladder, <laughs> it, it was I, I, like the red light was flashing on it. We were getting near time critical on Friday night. True story.
4: Wow. Hey, I would have had to take a nap somewhere in the corner there and then return when they came out with some come and talk to me or uh, yeah. lately or something
0: man yep it um it's great though bbd was incredible those guys still put on you know and they didn't have the they didn't have the paperweight that was bobby brown to have to take a <laughs> knee and rest during any of the songs so they were they were uh they were awesome i mean absolutely awesome hey i want to get into this we, we've been giving our opinion regarding this matchup with the titans this weekend mike wells of espn radios on the Andy moore automotive group hotline what are you thinking about this? Anything you take away from their first win of the season against Kansas City that you can give to this matchup on Sunday, believing that the Colts might be on the right track here?
4: Man, God, I mean, just think about this, though. Had Chris Jones not been a freaking idiot, the Colts would be sitting at 0-2-1. I, I, what I'll say I'll take out of it is, I mean, I, even though Matt Ryan has some fumbles, I mean, the connection with the tight end with, with Jelani Wood, I, uh, you know, that was big. And what is not, I, I think, deserves so much credit is the play of the special teams. The special teams on uh, reco- recovering the uh, the fumble, obviously EJ Speed being down the fake field goal. And, you know, for, you know, in this situation, I think special teams deserves a lot of credit for how they played and putting Kansas City in position. Um I, I, I don't think that you, clearly I don't think the Chiefs credit. But give credit to due and the Colts did what they had to do because, boy... Monday would have been on fire at 3
2: p.m. had the Colts lost again. Yeah, well, as we were talking earlier about the Colts, the lowest scoring team in the entire NFL, they've only scored four touchdowns all year, and one of them last week came on a four-yard drive, took them three plays to go four yards after the muff, and then they get gifted 15 yards and a new set of downs at midfield, or else... That game's over. So that's that's two of their four touchdowns there. And then in week one, they had the twenty-yard touchdown drive after a turnover. So through four games and an overtime, they've mustered one legitimate sustained scoring drive for a touchdown. One.
4: Hey man, hey man, why are you being a buzzkill, kill, Hagan? Why are you being? Just, why are you being a being a buzz well, But no, that's that that is that is very alarming. And, I mean, I, I was trying to be positive, but since we're going to talk about the alarming side of things, I mean, <laughs> man, the the, the, the the protection, not only from the uh, on, up front on the line, but the running backs, Johnson Taylor not picking up blocks. Those How many times, how many free runs did the Kansas City Chiefs get at Matt Ryan last week?
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's that, and then you talk about the twists and the stunts that Jacksonville did. I. I I'm worried, Mike, that this is more of an epidemic type of situation than it is a quick fix. I mean, we, we just you see Brayden Smith and Danny Pinter and Ryan Kelly especially you know, from the right side over to the center. You see them failing too much where, to me, it's more of the most about communication. It seems to be, to me, something, and hopefully not, but it seems to be something more deeply rooted.
4: You, you, would, like to, you would like to think it's, it's just communication because you can fix communication problems. If this is from a just from a talent standpoint, it's beyond alarming because of, you know, the ability they need to be able to open up holes for Jonathan Taylor, give Matt Ryan time in the pocket. And then also the element of how much money that front office has put into the offensive of line and meaning uh, Braden Smith, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson, three of the five guys are, have gotten got hefty contracts from the franchise, and if they're not protecting you must—they need to start just peeing on their legs in, in, in fear, meaning the Colts, because it's going to be a long, long season if they can't protect and block.
2: Yeah, one time when Peyton Manning got this huge contract, they asked him what he was going to do, and he said, uh, "What are you going to do about money?" He said, "Earn it," and that's what that line needs to do. You got the big paydays now; go out there and show why you you earn those big contracts. And we were talking earlier; it's not like thirty-seven-year-old Matt Ryan was ever like a mobile quarterback. I mean he's an athletic guy, but at thirty seven, I mean, he can't run himself out of trouble like some of these other quarterbacks in the league. If if, if he doesn't have time, bad things are gonna happen. We've seen it. Interceptions, fumbles, uh, him getting up a little uh you know, a little banged up with trouble. So like you said, nothing good happens if the things up front don't get figured out.
4: I mean, yeah, I mean and we we talk about Matt Ryan. Seven fumbles in three games? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, seven, seven fumbles in three games. I mean, they're just, let's just say, let's call it what it is, fellas. The Colts should feel very, very fortunate that they have that one win on the schedule. So they should very, be very, very fortunate there's one win there.
2: And, Wells, what blows my mind is uh, if they win Sunday and then if, if Jacksonville does what's expected, but they've been surprised at people, if Jacksonville loses at Philly, the Colts win Sunday. They're alone in first place. Uh, yep. Think about that for a second.
4: Hey, hey, what I'm thinking about is thank goodness for the AFC South. And thank goodness for <laughs> oh, AFC South. Seriously,
0: Man. Absolutely, um, seriously. Hey, hey, Mike, what stands out to me more than anything else this week has been, again, going back to the offseason and how important it is to finally get over on the Titans it is to the owner. And the owner has been outspoken in that capacity, whether it's the owner's meetings or, you know, basically whenever he was not in the offseason talking about Carson Wentz and moving on, it was talking about how they need to get over on the Titans. So I think that magnifies this on Sunday even more with all of his off season dialogue. Oh, oh without a
4: doubt. Um, and I think the Titans are... There for the picking. Yes, they beat the Raiders last weekend, but if there's a year for the Colts to finally say, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna sit here and we are going to yank division from the Titans, it's now. No AJ Brown, you know, Ryan Tannehill is just a quarterback in my opinion. He's nothing great and they got off to a slow start too. If the Colts and eh, the Colts have to win this game on Sunday, especially you got a short week and going to Denver next Thursday. So win and all of a sudden things are in their favor. You mentioned the, the uh, Jaguars, Hagan. Are you are you guys believing that the Jaguars have turned the corner? That they're no more they're no longer known just as a team that has the Colts calling them daddy down there in Jacksonville?
0: No, I, I believe that they are because of the same reasons we just talked about regarding the Colts still being in this thing the way that they played because of the division. Now, I think Doug Peterson and this group, they're going to get better. And that is going to be the biggest roadblock for everybody within this division moving forward. But this year, yeah, I mean, really, anybody, if you cobble something together, you know, especially if you're Jacksonville, you have that level of talent, the level of talent which is necessary to win in the NFL in this era. You got the quarterback. You got the edge rushing. You got the wide receivers now with Christian Kirk, who doesn't look too much like an albatross of a contract now as he did a lot of people explaining that in the offseason, they have a lot of these components, Mike, to be really good and certainly when you factor them in the AFC South, there's there's no problem with that whatsoever. I don't think so. Yeah, they're there. Hey, buddy, I got a run. Are you going to the Brownsburg-Zionsville game tonight? Oh, man. No, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out
4: tonight. No Brownsburg-Zionsville. Even though, why? Hey, I, I need to go ahead and give, give shout-out to Kevin Bowen and Brendan King. They're on the air tonight, uh, doing this game. Good luck to the fellas. I know they are going to kick booty on the air. I'm glad. I'm glad Bowen is getting that opportunity to shine to the patient because he and Brendan both deserve what the opportunities are getting there.
0: Well, not only that, make sure you tell Layla that I still love her, even hey, though Jason, Jay, she Jason, drew you away. You, yeah,
4: even though you 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 caused me to miss. That's
0: Friday. He said he still loves you. Yeah. no, yeah. Hey,
4: she, hey, no, she said, she that's said, my she girl.
0: That's <laughs> <"He laughs> my love girl. Love.
4: She said, love you, too. And, hey, real quick, I know we got
0: to go. Did you shop around Laney and them downtown today? Um, Nah, I uh, I ran over there and met them. They had a field trip. It was like uh, Grace and Ava were both in her oh, class Grace, and, and with too. her. Wow. Yeah, Grace was there, too, and Ava was there, too. But, uh, yeah, I went and met them. And, yeah, Laney didn't want to have too much to do with me, unfortunately.
4: Trust me. Listen. Layla drugged me to the game last week, but oh, she kicked me to the curb. She, she didn't even want my money to pay to get in there. She paid for herself. That's, a, that's how little time she wanted around me last weekend. But she had me miss a concert just so she can go hang with her friends. Fellas. Have a great weekend. Hagen, my favorite two foot five guy. You have a great weekend, too,
0: brother. <laughs> you got it. Mike Wells and Layla. Mike from ESPN Radio. Layla is just awesome. Over I get shorter every
2: time Wells talks you to me.
0: That's Hagen, JMV, Kilroy's Downtown Bud Light Blue Friday. Seven pair of tickets. We're going to start giving away coming up a little bit after five. Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, staked out in Nebraska. We'll get the Don coming up after five as well. 93.5, 107.5 Five the fan.
1: The Ride with JMV. Hey, you going to stare all day or you going to buy something? Uh, I'm going to stare all day. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Kilroy's
0: downtown Bud Light Blue Friday. We're going to start giving away tickets for the game Sunday. That's the Titans and the Colts. Round number one, week four of the NFL. Hey, keep in mind, too, bullseyeeventgroup.com, the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes & Sons Restoration. The ride with me begins at 9 a.m. Bullseye opens up. I'll be up in touchdown town with my friends here at Bud Light for Cal. Check that- countdown to kickoffs at noon, but for the Colts pregame huddle, that's me, the gore man, Joe rides and Bill Brooks coming up on Sunday before the Colts and the Titans. All right. Chris Hagan with us a little bit earlier. Mike Wells from ESPN Radio also joined us a little bit earlier. Bob Lovell has been on this show, too. We got John Price a little bit later on. We got your chance to win some tickets for Sunday. Seven pair to give away. So if you're not here, get here, sign up. Maybe you can go coming up on Sunday. Meantime. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group pylon, I'm assuming staked out in Lincoln or somewhere near Lincoln, Nebraska, in preparation for that game. And the Big Ten coming up tomorrow night in Lincoln, IU in Nebraska, the voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. He does join us. Your locale, Lincoln, Nebraska, presently? Yes, we are
5: in Lincoln as we speak at the Graduate Hotel downtown.
0: Well, heck, what's the plans tonight, Don? What are we doing?
5: Well, we're going to go to dinner someplace around 630, a bunch of us, uh, the crew, uh, obviously John Herrick and Rhett Lewis are yeah. going with me and Jeff K, our sports information director and his buddy, Greg Campbell, who does most of the work, uh, he and Jeff just designates who's going to do it. At any rate,
6: yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a bunch of us going out there. Yes. Jake Robinson. Yeah.
0: The, the the kegger the kegger lives on Easy Street, doesn't he, Don? In full disclosure, he, he pretty yeah he pretty much uh, just
5: kind of dictates what people should do these days. That, I don't think he's, you know, of course he handles the head coach and you know the little things that the head coach wants, but most everything else is done by the peons. If you know what
6: I mean. <laughs>
0: the kegger everybody right there the job well done uh don fisher joins us he he takeaways from last week and i know that um, as i was listening i it it felt as if defensively it was brutal in that first half and certainly that was the visual there but your overall takeaways from last week in cincinnati Don. The,
5: the most disappointing thing to me john was just the inability to stop the big play in the first half and then totally shut them down in the second half. I mean,
4: yeah, I,
5: the adjustments that were made obviously were significant, but they must've, they should have been made a lot earlier, I guess, is what I would say. I, I, it's just so hard to believe that that defense got burned like that. This is a good defensive football team. I'm not saying they're great, not yet, but, but they are a good defensive football team and they got just, uh, shellacked in the first half with big plays uh, that Cincinnati was able to run out to a 28 point lead at halftime, and you're, it's it's almost impossible to overcome that for a college football team these days, unless you're one of the most dynamic offenses in the country, and we certainly haven't seen that out of Indiana at this point. So it it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a question mark right now. Um, the big problem I see tomorrow is that this is a Nebraska team that's had two weeks to prepare. This is the yeah. third team we played this year, John. That's had two weeks to prepare for Indiana because they they follow a bye week. It's amazing in that regard alone. Nebraska, of course, is a team now under a new interim coach uh, by the name of Mickey Joseph, and uh, I think this guy is probably a good coach. They've had two weeks to prepare for this, and they've had, he's been in the position for three weeks now. So maybe they'll come up with something different. Uh, their struggles have been mighty in the sense of winning close ball games. That's that's when they fail, it seems like. And so hope, I'm sure Indiana's hoping to make this a close game tomorrow and uh, kind of keep them in the same realm of uh, uh, of endeavor that they've had over the last several years now because Nebraska has really struggled to win close games.
0: So Don Fisher joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. One of the things that stood out to me was not, not just the, the secondary uh, in particular. They not only got beat, Dom, but they were getting beat by – by multiple yards i mean there was not a lot of close proximity in those pass plays it was frightening it was in that first half
5: i mean and think about it this is against what is probably the strongest defensive defensive backfield they've had in a long time i mean devon matthews has been struggling with some injury problems so i get that to some degree at safety But those corners, Taiwan Mullen, who I have just the world of respect for, because I think that kid's really good, and I think he's always been a little undersized and fought through all of that and been a a major factor for this football team. And likewise, Jalen Williams, those two guys at corners are as good as just about anybody in the Big Ten, and yet they got just, and it had to be scheme, it had to be. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, because in the second half, it didn't happen for Cincinnati, and. A big part of that was why, what Indiana did, but I don't know what, what the, what they were trying to do in the first half, whatever it was, it just didn't work. And obviously they had to change, but it was way too late to get the win. And obviously the offense just didn't do a very good job at all in this ball game, running the football and of course, protecting the quarterback, which was ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I, I will say this, though, when Don Fisher joins us, you know, we kind of always look for somebody to, to, to step up and, and kind of be the guy or, in this case, have a, a relationship, a relatable with the quarterback. And Bazelak and Camper, that's become something, has it not, right now, offensively?
5: Oh, there, there's no question that's the most dynamic part of the offense at this point because Cam Camper... A junior college transfer who, uh, you know, developed late. That's why he wasn't recruited heavily by a lot of different programs. Um, in fact, nobody was really looking at him from a Division One or Power Five uh, perspective. Uh, he goes to a junior college, and he comes to Indiana in his first season, becomes the leading receiver on this football team, and it's not even, by, not even close. I mean, uh, obviously, they've got other guys that can catch the football, but D.J. Matthews went out with an injury last week, and he didn't practice or or didn't play, I should say, and then uh, Anderson Kobe, who we also thought going into the season was going to be spectacular, has just been okay thus far. So, uh, without question, Camp Camper has been the star in this offense, along with Baselack. And Baselack had a bad week last week, but let me just tell you, he was running for his life the entire ball game. He he literally uh, was under fifty percent in his percentage completions, but half the time he was throwing the football away because he had no time to get rid of it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's the case, right? I mean, offensively, that's, that's, um, that's what has been an issue in the past. It remains an issue right now. And I, I explained this, I guess, in terms of, Don of the Colts. Uh, with this particular group, if, if you don't fix that, then, then you're screwed. And same can be said on on really all levels, and especially at IU. If you can't ever fix that or get anything even close to, you know, any sort of protection, then you're host. You just really are.
5: Yep. I mean, the, the whole thing boils down to the offensive line. And we've said this from the very beginning of the season. That was going to be the question mark going into the year. And it continues to be the biggest problem on this football team. You've got to protect your quarterback, give him time to throw it. And you've got to open some holes for the run game. And that just isn't happening with any consistency whatsoever. And last week, certainly in the passing game, the, the blocking for the passing attack was just awful.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I give a great example, again, from a Colts standpoint. They say, well, it's communication and we can fix that. And I, I just don't know what, you know, what's fixable, what's doable. Are you in that category right now?
5: one thing I'll tell you, John, and I, and yeah. this this is a little defense to the offensive line as little as I could make because there's yeah. not much there to really put your hat on. but they have been hurt. I mean, Bad, Bedford out for the year with the ACL after the first ball game, that has hurt them uh, at right tackle. and it certainly has hurt them that Zach Harpenter hasn't been able to play at the center position uh, in the last three ball games or two mm-hmm. ball games, I should say, and obviously, uh, we hope he gets back tomorrow, uh, whether that's a snap of the ball or in another spot. We might see a change in that regard. Who knows? But if he is back tomorrow, uh, you're back to your starting center, which would be very, very important to this football team because your starting center and your backup have both been hurt for the last couple of weeks. So right now, we're just hoping the Carpenter can get back. And if he can, I think that will help this offensive line to what degree. We'll have to wait and see.
0: Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. IU Nebraska coming up tomorrow evening from Lincoln. I want to get to Nebraska because you brought it up. An interim coach, uh, this has been a a struggling, incredibly disappointing season where they had to cut loose Scott Frost uh, a little bit earlier this year, obviously. Now, the one thing that they'd have going for them is, and and you know this too, that IU right now is in the crosshairs and the focus of a team that not only just needs a win, but with an interim head coach in a group that has been talked negatively about the entirety of the season so far, they're going to look for somebody to make an, uh, make an attempt to take advantage of here, if you know what I mean, make an example of, have a big game out of it. And like you mentioned, you come off an off week, they get an off week in preparation for IU, and there you go. You're kind of in the crosshairs with what should be a very motivated squad tomorrow night.
5: Well, and on top of that, and uh, and certainly without question, this is one of the finest places to come and watch a football game in the country. It's it's a phenomenal atmosphere. Uh, they sell out uh, yeah, 385 consecutive sellouts going into tomorrow's game. They had a few tickets left earlier in the week, and I asked their SID, I said, any chance that this might be the first non-sellout you've had? And he says, none. He says, it'll be sold out, trust me. So, literally, uh, it's going to be the 386th straight sellout. The atmosphere here when we came in 2019 was one of the finest I've ever seen in the college football atmosphere. It was just terrific, and I don't anticipate it will be any different tomorrow. And on top of that, this is an offense that Nebraska has that can put points in the scoreboard. They are averaging just just very close to 500 yards a ball game, and just split it right down the middle almost in rushing and passing. They've got a running back named Anthony Grant who is an NFL prospect, no question about that. Their quarterback Casey Thompson's a veteran, and he's done a great job this year. He's got a wide receiver that's another prospect for the NFL uh, that will be very good as, uh, to to key their passing attack. So. They've got the tools offensively. Their defense has been their biggest problem. They were giving up over 500 yards on average a ball game going into this contest. Now, part of that was due to the fact that they played Oklahoma the first week under the interim coach. And, of course, everybody was wondering if this team was going to completely fall apart. And in that game, they certainly were no factor. Uh, and they also had another ball game uh, against North Dakota in which they were able to move the football against. And they just couldn't score enough. But this is this is a defense that could be had because they have not played up to their capabilities or at least what we anticipate would be their capability going into this season. And that may get changed because they've also exchanged their offensive or their defensive coordinator. They have traded him out uh, and elevated one of the guys that was under him to be the new defensive coordinator on this ball club. So. We could see a lot of different stuff tomorrow, too, because of that on defense for Nebraska, which yeah. could confuse Indiana to some degree. So there are all I, yeah. kinds of negative factors going into this game from Indiana's perspective. And, and probably the most important factor now is can Indiana get moving the football offensively and protect their quarterback enough to give him a chance to do his job?
0: Yeah, and that's, that's troublesome right there. Don Fisher joins us. And, you know, it, it really – you get a fan base you talk about that sells that place out that is, is willing probably at this point, Don, to get juiced up at, a, at just about anything. You know what I mean? Positive right. for this team?
5: That's, that's exactly right. I mean, they're hungry to turn this thing around. And Indiana coming in here uh, with a 3-1 and record, even though it's, it's a questionable 3-1 and record because of the comebacks that they've had to have to get that three wins they got to be looking at this and, and ready to come out with fire in their eyes and everything else because this looks like a real opportunity for them to maybe jumpstart the rest of the season as they restart Big Ten play as well. So it's going to be a very important contest for both of these teams. In my opinion, Indiana's got a great chance to do something special here and win for the second time in Nebraska in their last two appearances in this, in this city in Lincoln. And, I, uh, you know, I, I think they've got an opportunity here, too, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how they respond after their first loss of the season. And granted, it came on the road at a tough team like Cincinnati, but nevertheless, they didn't play well enough in the first half to even give themselves a chance, even though they were able to shut Cincinnati down a bit in the second half. But I've always said, if you're up by 28 at halftime, it's pretty hard to come out motivated uh, to play your best football the rest yeah. of the game if you're the team that's got 28.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Don Fisher, Voice of the Hoosiers, with us. 7.30 tomorrow night is the kick. 6.30. Your coverage begins with the pregame show downstairs on 93 WIBC. Hey, Don, I, I realize that this is completely out of your realm, and I know you don't pay attention to crap, especially crap on the Internet. And I was curious if you were privy. <laughs> Sorry, that's a great way to phrase it, to ask a question. Um, feel free, by the way, to use that one of these days if you're, uh, if you're phrasing the question that way. <laughs> I know you don't yeah. listen to this crap, but here it goes. Anyway, uh, there's a former defensive line coach a couple of days ago when I saw this, it was on a podcast. I don't even know where it is, but I saw it that referenced Tom Allen a couple of different times with his on-the-field actions as a clown. And while I think we both understand that Tom Allen doesn't give – two craps about that whatsoever. I'm curious if the team that are obviously social media savvy and obviously care about their coach a great deal might seek and get a little bit of inspiration with those remarks that were made a couple of days ago by a guy that probably would be better you know, served just shutting up with his history that we have seen on, online too. But did they get any inspiration, draw any motivation, you think, out of that at all?
5: You know, I, I, you're right. I don't pay any attention. I'm not on social media, and mm-hmm. I rarely look at the Internet. So I don't even know who made those comments, and I don't really care. Um, I, I don't know about what the university or how they perceive that, and I haven't heard any scuttlebutt about it. Therefore, yeah. I'm not sure that it's uh, on their radar, to be quite honest about it. But it may be. Uh, Tom Allen is no clown. Trust me. Uh, he's a yeah. fine man, number one. Number two, he's one of the most enthusiastic coaches I've ever been around. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm not sure that clown is the right terminology. I mean, they use that word for Lee Corso a lot back when he was the coach at Indiana in those 10 seasons and he was there. But uh, I, I don't see the same kind of personality either. So uh, I'd, I'd uh, pretty much, uh, irre- I'd, I'd probably regard that comment as uh, silly.
0: Yeah, it was incredibly silly. It was really stupid, uh, especially with this particular dude's background that everybody, you know, in, in the era of social media uh, was privy to and went out and found it immediately and started posting it everywhere. I guess the reason why I bring it up is while, while you and I kind of look at it and, you know, shrug our shoulders, you certainly more than me, and I'm sure Tom Allen doesn't care, but, you know, you got a group of, you know, teens, early 20s, completely social media savvy dudes that if you're looking for any more ways to get fired up, even, you know, outlasting that Cincinnati game last week, I would think that maybe that would provide a little bit of a spark for somebody you care a great deal and very deeply about when somebody makes those particular comments. So, yeah, no doubt. That's why I ask.
5: Yeah, well, I understand. And, and like I say, I haven't heard any scuttlebutt about that. I'll probably ask when I go downstairs to do my pregame show with the guys <laughs> Hey, did you hear somebody call you a clown?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it was um, it was a former defensive line coach, and he uh, it was it was just something I saw via podcast a little bit earlier this week that a lot of IU huh. football fans were talking about. Yeah, so I, ask Kegger. put Kegger on it. A former defensive line coach at in Indiana? No, at Nebraska. Sorry, Nebraska. Oh, I gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, and okay. well, Nebraska got up on the bulletin board someplace. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I, maybe I didn't explain it. I, I probably should have, knowing that you probably hadn't seen it if it was on social media. And I didn't. I should have explained it better, Don. To be honest yeah. with you, I was a former defensive line coach at Nebraska that made those comments. Ah. I just, I'm just kind of curious with, um, with a younger group, you know, looking for really anything a little more inspiration. Because it's always funny, Don. When I have, I have athletes on this show often. And man, it's funny, they're already ultra competitive, but it seems like 95% of these guys i talk talked to are looking for even more of an edge. You know what I mean? And if that, it's like a chip on the shoulder, just anything whatsoever to try to take that level of competition to a different level. I just kind of wondered if that could be something that this team could draw off of. Well, I'm going to definitely
5: check it out, my man.
0: <laughs> ask about it. <laughs> I, I gave, I gave you out. a little something to ask, but yeah, it's, uh, it was interesting to say the least. It was when I saw that earlier this week. All right. Uh, before we go here on uh, Nebraska defensively, you explained uh, against IU's offense. What, what's Connor Bays like? What has he been to you so far through this season where we are right now at quarterback?
5: Well, for, if there's anything you could say about the guy, he's tough as nails. I mean, he has been hit. He was hit 13 times in that game against Cincinnati and sacked 5. He was running for his life in the first game against Illinois. Um, He has uh, showed me that he has all the guts in the world out there to play that position. He's still calm, under pressure. He does the right things. He doesn't make many mistakes in that regard. He did have an interception last week, was probably his worst throw of the year in the sense of being picked off. But, but he, I think he's really solid. I think he is a really sound quarterback. I think he knows the game. Uh, and he demands the respect of his teammates. And so I don't think you could ask much more from a quarterback than what he's provided this team right now under the circumstances.
0: Well, and again, I equate everything, I guess, to the NFL level. But, again, you can watch with the home team here when your quarterback runs for his life most of the time that greatly affects decision making on all levels
5: yeah, absolutely there's no question about that and I, the, i've only seen i've only only really seen one game that matt ryan has played in for so far for the colts and i think it was uh the jacksonville game maybe a little bit of that one and i couldn't believe um you know that they couldn't protect him better than that and give him more time than that but and that offensive line's supposed to be really good, and I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm simply saying in that ball game they weren't. Um, it's that simple.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Hey, what do we? Uh, I want to get a little basketball question in before I let you go here, Don. You got any early sure. expectations as practice is getting underway with this Hoosier basketball team this year?
5: I, I, you know, I know everybody's talking about Big Ten championship and you know a team that's got the capability to go on the Final Four. And I want to just put on the brakes there for a minute and just tell everybody, look, I think this team's going to be good, too. Uh, there's no question in my mind they've got a talented group of kids. they got a veteran group of guys. And they've got some young talent that looks very inspiring. But at the same time, just remember this, the basketball season hasn't started yet. and They haven't played anybody yet. And until they do, we're not going to have a true interpretation of what we should expect at this point. And granted, I got, just like everybody else, I want Indiana to win a Big Ten title, get back in the hunt for a Big Ten title first, and then be a champion again. But right now, I can't call it. They haven't finished yeah. any higher than ninth of the Big Ten in the last six years. So think about it. I mean, that's a pretty big jump from ninth to number one.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, in a lot of ways, I mean, Nebraska and the football program but probably in the past, have asked some of the same questions about where it is and where it was in the same light as, you know, what's been going down with the, the history of the value basketball program. I guess there's yeah. some similarities to be talked about, yep. Don, right there, right?
5: Yeah, well, there's no question. In fact, Greg Sharp, their play-by-play guy, called me up earlier this week, and he might be doing an interview with him, and I did so, and he brought up that very thing. He said, look, it's... Kind of like Nebraska football, Indiana basketball, the struggles that they've had over the last several years now of not being able to win very much and are not able to win like they were used to winning, if you know what I mean. So there's no question. These two programs, different different sports, but the, the program's expectations in Nebraska are just as high for football here as they are in Indiana for men's basketball.
0: All right, so you, you don't have them going to the Final Four, right? not, not yet. Not
5: yet, not yet, big boy. <laughs> I, I don't make predictions. I really don't. I try not to. And every time that I'm the most optimistic is when we become the expect. When we lay an egg of some kind, if you know what I mean. Buck yeah. and I used to talk oh, about this all the time. Don't say anything good, because then you're going to make me look like you got egg in your face every time you say something good.
0: Yeah, I know. I have that happen every day, like every day. And then I come back and I go, damn it, why did I say that? How stupid was that? So, hey, by the way, who's buying dinner tonight? Will somebody buy it or you guys all pay for your own?
5: Well, generally, we go out. We, you know, like Buck once a year would buy. I buy once a year. You know, everybody would. And Jake would buy once in a while too. Jake is the richest of all of us, incidentally. My engineer, There's no, doubt. The right, own, no doubt. He's got his own studio. The guy makes money hand over fist. He's got national yep. programs in his study. The guy is rich, and yes, it's rare. It's rare that he pulls out the, the billfold. It's just not. Hey,
0: is, is Jake Robinson a dude? That, will he get up and go to the bathroom when he knows the check is coming? Is that what he does? <laughs> no, I've never seen him do that yet. No. <laughs> Hey, I guarantee you, freaking Jeff Kegg gets up and goes to the bathroom. He knows that he, there's no way. No, he probably me, stays in there do- forever. Do you have to come and pry him out of the stall? No, he, wouldn't,
5: <laughs> he, he would never do that, but I guarantee you, he'd never buy either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No doubt about that. All right. Hey, have yourself a fantastic night and dinner in Lincoln, and uh, we'll hear from you coming up, what, 630 WIBC here locally, coming up tomorrow evening, and then 730 kick, right?
5: That's exactly right, John. You got it down.
0: All right. Now, do they have planes in Nebraska? Can Rhett Lewis get out of there and go someplace else, or will he have to take the covered wagon? How does he get out?
5: I think he'll be able to get out of Lincoln going west fine. It's, the problem is getting to Lincoln from the east. Uh, <laughs> and that's yeah. the good thing about a charter, because I did fly yes. to Nebraska last year commercially, and I went to Minneapolis, to Denver, to Lincoln.
0: You went Minneapolis, <laughs> Denver, to Lincoln? Oh, yeah. my God. I would almost That's rather take a covered wagon out of there than that. That's terrible. It, yeah. It was a bit of a problem. <laughs> to hey, buddy, I appreciate it. More than you know, have a great call. We'll be listening tomorrow night, and we'll check in again next week, Don. Thank you. You bet, John. See ya. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, right there on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We've got seven pair of Titans Colts tickets to give away. We'll start that coming up here on the other side. Kill Roy's Downtown Bud Light Blue Friday. John Price and more coming up on 93.5 and 107.
1: Find the fan. The ride with JMV.
3: I am in the parking lot right now hammering a bacon, egg, and cheese. Hold the cheese in preparation to go deep with four hits and put on a laser show to the likes of which you have never witnessed in your entire life.
1: 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan.
0: Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher with us. Thank you so much on the podcast 107.5, thefan.com. Fantastic. Kilroy's Downtown, Bud Light Blue Friday. Thanks again for joining us, as you always do. Got uh, tickets to give away. I know Olivia's going to start giving us some tickets to give away. Seven pair, in fact, for the matchup coming up on Sunday between the Colts and the Titans. Again, 9 a.m., Bullseye Event Center. I get you started with that. Then, of course, 10 a.m., we're going to get you started with the Colts pregame huddle in Touchdown Town with our friends from Bud Light on Sunday. Me, the gore man, Bill Brooks, and Joe right. Saw coming at you again on Sunday. 9 a.m. for me, 9 until 10 a.m. for the Bullseye Event Center, and then 10 a.m. until noon for the Colts pre-game huddle. Countdown to kickoff with Matt, Rick, and Lara begins at noon, and you've got a massive game coming up on Sunday. Meantime, when you think about the Colts from this standpoint today, injury wise, the good news, I guess, we'll see if maybe Shaquille Leonard can make his 2020 Colts debut. He has been listed as questionable. Find out a little bit more as that game time approaches. Julian Blackman, the safety, will not be a part of it. He has been ruled out. Again, for that matchup coming up on Sunday. So no Julian Blackman, but Shaquille Leonard just maybe will get his season started in week number four against the Titans uh, coming up on Sunday. Meantime, via the Andy Moore automotive group hotline, he joins us every single Friday right here. We absolutely love it. John Price rejoins us talking about a lot of things, including week four of the NFL and the Colts and the Titans. Hello, John. How are you?
6: I got to tell you, your your Indianapolis Colts remind me a lot of my golf game, okay? (laughs) When I get out on the golf course, I don't have the the best of luck. And I think, man, I'll tell you, this is really not going anywhere. And then I hit a couple great shots, and now I feel like I'm the best golfer in the world. That was an impressive win last week against the Chiefs. I mean, we're talking nobody saw this win coming, and it might change the complexion of the Indianapolis Colts season. We're going to talk about the Colts. Titans game here in a moment, but one thing I definitely want to do is is kind of reset something that we did last week. You know, here's the trend that seems to happen in September. We talk about a promotion on the radio, people hear it, and then they go bet on their own on Saturday, they don't do very well. They bet in the early games on Sunday, they don't do very well, and then we get the emails and calls looking for the five plays for $149 to save the weekend, and the problem is that Most of the games are out already. So we want to give people, and we did get some people from Indy who contacted us during the day on Sunday as we did other radio markets. We want to give people a chance to do this and get in the games before they start. Same deal as last week. Five plays, $149 with a guarantee we will win at least three of these plays or you get 60 days of service with my company for free you go to our website sportsinformationtraders.com you'll see on the home page the promotion that i'm talking about if you're a brand new client and you have a place to bet you qualify lock it in we've got tomorrow's games we'll get you on them within the hour go to our website sportsinformationtraders.com and get the five plays for 149 dollars with a three-game guarantee winner
0: Got yeah, John Price with us, SportsInformationTraders.com or 866-441-2711 for John. Again, SportsInformationTraders.com today. I know we got that three-and-a-half-point deal between the Colts and the Titans coming up on Sunday. A little bit of your expertise as far as how you, 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 I thought, expertly described the Colts so far this year. But what about this matchup within the division with the Titans on Sunday, John?
6: Uh, well, yeah, the line opened up at Colts minus three. It's now at three and a half. So you see that, see that underdog money go more into the negative. The, you, you, you can see the Colts are getting a little bit of a public money lean this week. And why not? After beating the Chiefs, I think people are starting to kind of take a closer look at this team. And, you know, I got to tell you something. This defense was just unbelievable last week. They only Agreed. gave up three second-half points to the Chiefs and zero in the last 22 minutes of that football game. This week, they need to make sure their ground defense is much, much better. Derrick Henry is coming to town. For the Titans, they're coming off a strong win over the Raiders. I expect them to play a tight, conservative game and pick their spots to throw the ball. In terms of wagering, Colts-Titans, to me, is always going to be a tight football game. It doesn't matter if it's 40-38 to 38 or if it's 17-16. to 16. These two teams, have, they must have magnets because they always end up in low, closer scoring games. So this is what I'm going to do. For value purposes, I'm going to take the Titans plus 3.5 over the Colts. Now, if you don't know what that means, the Colts can win by 1, 2, or 3, and I still win the bet. So I will take the points. I think the Colts will win the football game. But that's not going to be one of our five plays. And I would tell everybody in Indianapolis, and we've heard from many of you, Now is the time to do the promotion, not Sunday afternoon. You want my five plays? Go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com. It's $149. I guarantee you right here on the radio that we will win at least three of these five plays or you will get 60 days of free service with my company, which is basically through Thanksgiving. Let us show you. Let me do the work, play my games, take the pressure off, win with me, Go to our website and get started right now, sportsinformationtraders.com.
0: You know, it's funny, and John Price joins us, sportsinformationtraders.com today for that deal. You mentioned that it's always seemingly a, a close game. I, I think, by and large, you look at the Colts and the Titans, and you know, they've been constructed in, in similar fashion. And with the Titans, something I talked about a little bit earlier, and we're not going to get in-depth in it, but it was just something that I, I thought – um, was you, you take A.J. Brown out of the equation and, you know, you that threat's not there. It's not even the production we're talking about, but in the game, it's just that threat that's not there. And you look at it, and these teams are pretty... Built, I think, with uh, the same type of uh, long-term vision, I would guess, in mind. They want to run it. They want to play some defense. They both rely on their offensive lines. I guess in this case, John, yeah, Tennessee's lost uh, on both sides, whether it's Landry on the defensive side and Lawan on the offensive side. But I think for the most part, these, these teams are, are, are kind of built like one another as to why that these always seem to be close games.
6: I think you are a 1,000% right. You think about this for a minute the most valuable tool on both offense are the two running backs. I mean, you yeah. know, you look at Taylor and you look at Henry, and those two guys are going to be the tone setters, not necessarily, you know, yes. uh, the quarterback play, Tannehill and Ryan. And then, then you have two teams that know their defenses need to be well and be strong to win football games. You know, this is how the Titans, this is how the Colts were able to hold on for a tie earlier this year. That's how they were able to, to neutralize an offense like the chiefs, the Titans are the same way. They don't have an explosive offense. So they need to rely on their defense. And when you put these two forces together, they often end up like in a seesaw match where it's, you know, 20 to 17 and then it's 23 to 20 and then it's 27 to 23. And in the end, it always comes down to a kick that goes through or doesn't go through and so for wagering purposes, you know, in a game like that, you want to take the underdog points so you can cover. But I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I would love to see the Colts build off of that win over the Chiefs, make it count, you know, and that's something that will will definitely help them for the rest of the year. And uh, I, I hope when we're talking next week, we're talking about a two-game winning streak, you know?
0: It's uh, John Price right there with a great deal. All you have to do is log on, sportsinformationtraders.com. Again, sports informationtraders.com John Price on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline John thank you very much as always and uh, have a great weekend we'll do it again next Friday Absolutely thank you John Price Sports Information Traders Kilroy's downtown. We're going to start giving away some of these tickets. Seven pair. Couldn't see a Bud Light on a Bud Light Blue Friday. We've got Titans Colts tickets to give away and a shout to Eddie in Silverdale, Washington. He says, hey, man, my son Logan and I are listening on the way to camping in the Olympic National Forest in the state of Washington for his 13th birthday. Maybe a shout-out. So Logan and Eddie in Silverdale, Washington, the state of Washington, going camping. Thank you guys for listening out there to us. We'll come back, close out this portion of. We'll continue to give away tickets and then start Colts Happy Hour. Coming up at the top of the hour, Bud Light Blue Friday, 93.5-107-5, The Fan.
1: The Ride with JMV. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, welcome back. Kilroy's downtown. That's okay, Dre. Go ahead and bring it over here. Hey, we're back. We're giving away tickets right now, too. Hey, Kyle, you think I should do this on the air? You think this person's listening on the air if they're not here right now? What do you think? Or should I keep this in-house here?
3: Are you going to explain the reason why you kind of paused in your last live read?
0: Yeah, so, okay, so I'm reading, and I'm not reading, I'm actually just talking about L.D. Smith Plumbing, the best in the business in plumbing, Lance and his local team at ldsmithplumbing.com, and uh, they just, they had to haul somebody out of here, and he was a a little dude, and he, he, what would you call that, Todd? What kind of hold was that? It was a full Nelson with his little guy. My man, hey, I thought, I thought the little guy was a puppet. I thought he was going to start. Wait a minute. (laughs) The full Nelson, and he just took this dude out. And my first thought is, it's not even 6 o'clock yet. What kind of person gets hauled out of here in a full Nelson before 6 o'clock? Is that a first-timer before 6 for you? Oh, has it happened before, before (laughs) 6? Dude, you're a badass. You took him out of here. Uh, He was a little bitty dude. I thought he was like a puppet. Yeah. (laughs) But, no, that's why I stopped, because one of the guys here um, had to haul out a malcontent, and, and, Kyle, he had him in a full Nelson. And we should have got that inside the lounge via YouTube Live. That would have been impressive. You actually could have seen it walking out, but I think we we're in break, though, so you wouldn't have seen it. But, man, in a full Now, this guy was just kind of dangling from a clothesline right there a little bit. <laughs> It was incredible. Hey, I'm looking in here, by the way, everybody. Is Patrick Theme in here? Patrick? Patrick, come on up here. You're a winner. Patrick Theme is a winner. We're giving away Titans Colts tickets. Go ahead and see Olivia. Olivia will set you up. I got four more pair to give away coming up here in the 6 o'clock hour during Colts Happy Hour coming up at the top. By the way, too, this reminder, me and you, 9 a.m., that is the Colts. Ride to kick off with me from Bullseye's Event Center with bullseyeeventgroup.com. They remind me of that too, Billy. Uh, That's coming up on Sunday morning, 9 until 10 a.m. And then I'll bail out of there and head to touchdown town for what is going to be the Bud Light touchdown town. We'll be there for you on the Colts pregame huddle beginning at 10 a.m. So 10 a.m. until noon for that. But it all starts with me coming up at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning in front of week number four to check out the Colts. And the Titans in a big one within the AFC South. Julian, this Jeff Page in the house right there. Julian Blackman will not participate on Sunday. However, there is a chance, he's listed as questionable, that Shaquille Leonard makes his season debut for the Colts coming up on Sunday. We shall see. We'll see if that happens. But uh, again, there's a chance he is listed as questionable that he plays a couple of other things too i mentioned don fisher voice of the hoosiers in nebraska joined us you got iu nebraska coming up tomorrow night 7:30. is that kick 6:30 of pregame coverage is downstairs on 93 wibc for that boilermakers in minnesota by the way both of these games are large but for purdue that is really big now kyle nothing has changed in the afternoon right is aiden o'connell the quarterback still a game time decision as we sit here and talk right now so I, haven't up I haven't seen anything I
3: haven't seen anything, so it's probably a game-time decision.
0: Yeah, I think when I sat down here, it was certainly still game-time decision, and that's the expectation of that being a game-time decision. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio a little bit earlier. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk tonight, brought to you by CarX, carx.com, your 14 Central Indiana CarX locations. Our high school football game of the week brought to you by CarX tonight will feature Zionsville hosting Brownsburg. And by the way, Brendan King is on the call. And Kevin Bowen of the morning show. Kevin Bowen of Kevin and Query. Kev has the color analyst work along with Brendan King coming up here at 7 o'clock. Your high school football game of the week again will feature Zionsville hosting Brownsburg. By the way, for me tomorrow night, I've got a Janvy takeover on B105.7, all request style. That starts tomorrow night at 6 p.m. B-105.7. It is going to be a hairband weekend, so I got a lot of hairband songs I'm going to play, all request style anyway, but we will throw out a tribute, a sky point, and an RIP to Coolio at the start of the show tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Some of the classics from the late, great Coolio to start the show, the Jamv Takeover, coming up tomorrow night. That begins at 6 o'clock. Cam said the last time that I saw a movie, September 21st, 1999, Cam was eight months old. (laughs) Cam's my engineer now. Eight months old. Incredible story. All right, hang in there, Kyle. We'll come back with you, give away more tickets here at Kilroy's with Bud Light for the game Sunday, and we're going to strap in for a Colts pregame huddle. It's coming up next, Colts happy hour. Excuse me, 93.5, 107.5 The Fan.